Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's second episode, the Thursday edition of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And what's crazy is if it wasn't for the four men outside of myself on your screen, there'd be no show today. Uh, we have several people out because they're on vacation with their families. And of course, family time is first. It, you know, within Double Barrel Gaming, it's always it's just a this is built on uh, the backs of being family first, and um, obviously uh, VJ had to step away for today. He had something happen within his family. We wish him well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, things do pan out. I've been talking with him through DM, so we'll get him back here hopefully next week. And uh, folks, listen, uh, we have a great show for you. We're gonna open up with some. Activision Blizzard firings. Uh, I think it's worthy of a conversation. You know, you know, Double Barrel Gaming's stand on supporting these companies moving forward. The answer is F you. That's not happening. Um, and we're going to talk about who they got rid of. And we're going to discuss as a bunch of gr- uh, grown men here what they need to do to uh, move the conversation forward of what happens next. Of course, we're going to talk about the indie show. The Twitch indie show, the near four-hour Twitch indie show, and from there, I'm going to talk about Sarah Bond today, and it's a very exciting topic for me personally because I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, I did some background search uh, work on uh, who she is, where she came from, and man, she is really sharp as a tack, and when you'll find out exactly who she is, and of course, then we're going to talk about Back for Blood, uh, one of the biggest games coming out this fall, but more so. One of the biggest games jumping into Xbox Game Pass day and day. But before we get to those and we wait for people to file in, that's welcome. The the panel that has bailed Boom out in a big way. We're going to start with Zemi Games, the cog that keeps this show running. Zemi Games, how are you, brother? W- welcome back. I, I keep the Tuesday show running. <laughs> it's been yeah, well, a while you know since what? I've been you're, on the you're Thursday one. overtime today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm making my great return. But no, man, I'm super excited to be here. These topics that you have lined up are incredible and uh yeah no i'm I'm, you you threw out the the bat signal or the zim signal last night and uh fortunately uh i had nothing else that was going on today so i was able to join so i'm super excited to be here man thanks well thanks so much for being here next up you know him as the subtle voice of of course the gaming circle podcast and of course on the real two amazing podcasts kaysante welcome back brother Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, every time I join this, I get to podcast with some heroes. You know, this time, first time, it was Mav, which I was so honored to, to, to do, and he's back now. Welcome, sir. And this time, it's Bad Bit and Zemi. Look at this. This is amazing. I stick with you guys, and I just get to talk to all of my favorite people. I'm usually in your chat, and now I'm, I'm, I'm getting to conversate. So thank you guys for all, for, for the, the chat, for being here, for you guys for being here. It's going to be a little bit interesting uh, conversation today, I suspect. Yeah, you know. I mean, we're going to open up with some adult conversation, folks. Mm. Uh, some, uh, you know, t- a topic very important to Boom, uh, being ex-law enforcement. Obviously, I understand what a crime is uh, and uh, obviously what has transpired at Activision Blizzard for, for what seems like years is crimes, folks. Uh, and mm-hmm. now we're finally starting to see that uh, changes are coming. Is it enough? The answer is no. But we are going to discuss that. Next up, you know him as someone that is leaving us in a couple of weeks. I'm saddened by this. But you know what? Now he's wearing the big boy pants because he's going to he's got a really awesome job. Yeah. And of course, he still has to support the trophy room. Please welcome right. Mr. Badbit. How you doing, brother? 
Man, it is a Thursday, which means I am tired, which means, uh, thank God this wasn't like, you know, breakfast was boom. I would have overslept. <laughs> I woke up at like, I think 1040 today and I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. That's what happens. That's what happens when you stay up, you know, till 3 a.m. editing a podcast. But here I am today. I'm excited for the topics at hand. Uh, I'm excited to talk about Back for Blood. I got some thoughts on yeah, that game, yeah. that beta. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Kiss Hante. I'm excited. I'm excited to meet you as well. Nice. You know, semi flesh type of thing. Ditto, ditto my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for being here, Joe. And of course, the voice of Fun Pop. Also, of course, the Xbox Ultimate Podcast. Mav, welcome back, brother, and thanks for the help. Hey, no, no problem. Did did Bad Bid just say semi flesh? Yeah, I did. I wish I could. I wish I could take those words. Virtual flesh. Virtual flesh. Yeah. Virtual, yeah. virtual cam. Yeah, no, well, even then, you know, I don't know if that's actually any better, man. Even I actually think it made it pause. worse. Even yeah, that requires a pause. Forgive me. It's, it's great to be with all of you in the semi flesh. It's awesome. Yes. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun, fun one. Uh, you've assembled a great, uh, quick panel here. At Boom! Uh, last night. Uh, it's, you sent out a lot of great bat signals, apparently. Yes, so, and thankfully, a lot of people responded, and obviously, the show was written. Um, obviously, you know, I do these shows a day, usually a couple of days in advance, just in case, you know, and, and obviously, I, I pivot when the big news drops. But like I said, what, what I, first, I want to thank everybody here. Folks, we already almost 100 people here, which is dope. I want to shout out Ooh. Caitlin. Uh, thank you so much, darling, for always supporting uh, this channel. Definitely appreciate that. Happy Thursday to you as well. But, folks, again, like I said, uh, I want to open up with the serious talk. This is not going to be an hour worth of podcasting. It's going to be about maybe 20 minutes or so. But I want to update everybody on what is happening. We have seen about two weeks ago the head of Blizzard step down. Uh, and that is something that I'm hoping happens at Activision with Bobby Kotek, though I don't think that the board is going to allow that. Um, and again, I, my, my feelings of that, that I won't even say man, that person are where they belong in the dumpster. Uh, not a fan of his, uh, his egregious salary of 155 million with stock options is gross and disgusting on every level possible. And I don't personally think the man deserves that kind of money, especially with what's going on at the Activision side. But we got to talk about the report from Kotaku. And of course... This day, I have reported that senior employees, three, three senior employees, have been let go from Activision Blizzard. And, of course, this includes Diablo 4 director, Louis Bar Baraja. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Diablo 4 lead designer, Jesse McCree. And World of Warcraft designer, Jonathan LaCraft. Okay, so here is the official announcement from Activision Blizzard, and he says this, or they say this, they're a spokesperson. We can confirm that Louis Briaja, Jesse McCree, and Jonathan LaCraft are no longer with the company. They wrote, Activision Blizzard has a deep, talented roster of developers already in place, and new leaders have been assigned where appropriate. We are confident in our ability to continue progress, deliver amazing experiences to our players, and move forward to ensure a safe, productive work environment for everyone at the company. 
Um, now, this story I pulled from my brothers at the lordsofgaming.net. It was written by David Yaron. And uh, I just want to read something that's super, super important. Um, and this is coming directly from the lordsofgaming.net. Of course, you know them as the Iron Lords podcast. And I would not be, I would be surprised if this came directly from Lord Cognito, who obviously everyone knows and is a almost... He's my brother. Outside of uh, podcasting, we are very close. They say this, and this is their statement. We at the Lords of Gaming condemn the, the discrimination uh, and toxic work environment at Activision Blizzard. For more information, please see our Lords Minute on the subject. If you are struggling with thoughts of self-harm or suicide, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. We care about you. And I think that is super important, so much so that it gave me goosebumps. But listen, I want to go to Kay Asante first on this. We were talking along with Zemi behind the scenes. Zemi, I'm going to bring you on the back end. Is this a start? Should people start talking about Activision games again? Or like, like I did yesterday, I went at, and in a politically correct manner, of course, um, GameSpot, who did this big write-up on how incredible the Diablo 2 remake looks. And I simply wrote, wow, have we forgotten why we are here? All of a sudden, three people get fired, and it's back to business as usual. The answer is, well, Double Barrel Gaming, once again, will not support either of these companies. And, of course, I did get pushback from several people in the community uh, saying that I'm doing it wrong, that um, I uh, that I'm, I'm personally hurting the people, the hardworking people on these games, and I say, A, you're an idiot if you think that. And you know what? Unfollow me and upsub if you, if, if, if you think I'm insulting you. And two, stop capping for the suits. Because the reason why the place is the way it is is because of them. Not because of the hardworking people that make the games. They're the victims. And we have to make sure that we support the victims in other ways than just buying and, uh, and improving the stock options for Bobby Kotek and company. So with that said, Keosante, please, let's get your opinion on the three firings. Yeah, I, I honestly think that this, this whole situation is just a matter of fake morality, really. You know, that, that's what's going on here. That's what's going on all around from multiple sources, not from you, Boom. And unfortunately, because you're, you're not doing the fake morality thing, that's why you're hearing it, right? Everyone's fake morality. You have you have the the media with the fake morality. When this whole thing started, they had to speak on it because if you don't speak on it, you're the asshole, right? For, forgive forgive the words, but if you have to speak, if you don't speak on it, all of a sudden, you know how how could you not be for this, right? So as soon as it looks like something has been done, they're quick to turn the page because they're there as a business making entity. That's what they're there for, not to be moral, not to tell you what what's good. They're there to make you feel good and then make sure you click or whatever, right? And same thing with obviously the, the game studios, same thing with the gamers. By and large, a lot of people don't care about this. They, they don't want to be told that they don't want to show they don't care about it because they want to be immoral humans, right? So when, when this whole thing happens, hey, let's all get on there and let's all t say how much we hate it. But the moment we get a chance to move on, let's take that chance because we didn't want to be here in the first place, right? I personally think that the way you're approaching it, and that's my opinion on it, the way you're approaching the boom is perfectly like 100%, you know. You, do you want to talk about the games being played? Sure, talk about the games being played. Talk about the new games coming out. But don't forget to mention that this is from a company who still, to this day, systematically shuts people up 
for for having problems in their company. They shut people up rather than actually help resolve the problem, you know? And, you know, uh, um, uh, as, as I'm sure you know, uh, myself and, and, and my, my, my other half, Mr. Everborn Saga, have been having like conversations about this pretty frequently. And he's, he always talks about how letting the people speak, you know, and this is people speaking. And because of that, that's caused, you know, all this fallout and people getting fired and all that. I think that's all well and good. But how long did it take for this to happen? And this is and this is going to continue happening like this, right? This is great. And and to, to his point, this is how you let people speak by continuing to hammer the point home so that people can get let go and, and that change by itself happens, right? But if if we're not going to put together any kind of regulatory body that's who's responsible for doing this, then it is up to you, me, and everyone else who cares about these this this this, this uh, gaming environment that we're in to keep their feet to the fire. I don't care what amazing game you re they released. It could be the greatest game you've ever wanted. There are still a bunch of craven individuals who do their mm -hmm. best to separate you from your dough rather than doing what's right. And because of that, they need to be spoken of in this fashion at all times until yes. they come out of their mouth, until they, 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 they legitimately go against their own interests in order for this to be resolved. And so far, I haven't seen anything they've done in that respect. They've only spoken when, they've only spoken when they've gotten they've gotten caught. They've only done something when they've gotten pressure, you know. They've done nothing right. And this is exactly indicative of that exact thing. And that's why I still stand on my square that we shouldn't be leaving it to them and the public pressure. They someone should have come and and disassociated them of their belief right a, a long time ago. I'm happy that we're here and people are being let go and all that. But you people out there watching this, I don't care if you like Diablo, the company is garbage and you need to make sure that everyone knows it as much as possible until they like actively, actively make some real substantive changes. So is this the right way? Sure. It's, it's, it's good that they're letting people go. Should have been done a long time ago. They yeah. have no choice at this point. If they chose to do this themselves at that time, then yeah, we, we, we could commend them. Hey, they saw moral failings and they went in and they did it. They didn't do any of that. They no. literally waited until we said enough is enough and are yelling, yelling down the, the Twitter streets, get rid of these people. And now we're doing it. I'm looking at you, Eve Gimo, and all the others out there who still continue to, to insulate some of these predators. Yes. You know, it's time we do something about it. That's yeah. my opinion yeah. on it. No, I mean, listen, I, I, I see the chat is very split. A uh, good friend of the show, Master Jazz 09, right? He, he's saying we need to keep putting the pressure on the situation and don't let it die. But boycotting games doesn't do anything. See, that's where you're wrong. Uh, because one voice opens up people's eyes and then it becomes 10 voices and then 100 voices and then 1,000 voices. So listen, you're going to buy the game. Uh, who else has said they could buy in the game? Matthew uh, Vander. He said he's still playing Diablo 2 Remastered. You know what, dude? Good on you. I don't hate you for that. I'm not. Me and Mrs. Boom, we we love those types of games. Um, yeah. And I was looking forward to playing that with her. How how does think about this for a second, folks? Think about it. Step back for a second. Let's play. Let's put on the big boy pants for a second. All right. Let's let's take the 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 boys out of gaming for a second and let's talk reality. How are you going to sit down with your significant other, your wife? your girlfriend, your baby's mama, your daughters, and play something from this company and be okay with it. You see, that is where I got to ask where your headspace is at.
Because what you're mm. saying is that, well, this game is so dope. That's okay. But I still care about women being discriminated against for everything. You know what? If you're good with that, boom, ain't got no problem with you. I'm not going to unfollow you. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'm happen to, I happen to be very fortunate to have a small voice in a very, very big community. And if you're on board with me, I applaud you. If you're not, okay, not a problem. I'm not going to hate you or love you any less because you want to support Activision. I know that Double Barrel Gaming will absolutely not. Zemi, you know, I'm interested to get your opinion on this because you <clears throat> usually approach these things from two very important uh, uh, prospects. One as a gamer, but two mm -hmm. as a project, as someone that, that is in PR. So where do you fall on what happened and what needs to be done to continue to make changes at Activision Blizzard? Yeah, I mean, you know, I very I I can notice a lot of a lot more times that people say boycott a game and it, and and people actually attempt a lot more times than not that boycott fails, right? You know, yeah. it, it almost seems like every year people are asking to boycott Call of Duty for this reason or for that reason, and it always fails, for instance, right? Just to bring up Activision into the conversation. Um, I, I really don't think that boycotting games is, is the most effective way to, to hit these companies necessarily. Um, I, I think what really, really speaks to them is, is just negative publicity and members of their team leaving right you know i mean because ultimately that's really what's going to hit their their you know their their bank accounts hard right yes. if a lot of their great prominent developers end up leaving their studio because they're unhappy uh their games aren't going to be nearly as great they're going to start losing money and market share um but you know as far as people who want to play you know diablo 2 or not i, I think that you know in moments like this you really figure out who actually really, really cares about the problem at hand and who really doesn't. And I think most people don't really care, kind of like what Keosante was saying, you know, from, from a moralistic standpoint, they, they kind of speak up, but whenever it comes to actually the game coming out and they, you know, them having this emotional connection to Diablo and them wanting to play it, they're still going to go out and buy the game and play it and, and ultimately support this company which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing or something that we, anyone should condemn anyone of. Um, but it, but it's just the reality of the situation. Uh, I think the way that Activision and, and I'm not, you know, a major PR person at all. I'm, I'm more of marketing than anything. Um, but I think the way that Activision has handled this situation is typical of their kind of situation. I mean, I, I would like to see more transparency and, and more honesty and a lot of their messages, but I also get that they're going through a lawsuit right now. So that kind of limits the amount of transparency and honesty that they would maybe want to put out because they are currently being sued for these allegations, right? Correct. Um, so, you know, I, I, I get it. I think ultimately, you know, here in probably six months, maybe even three months, uh, a lot of this is going to just die down just, just naturally from, you know, people just moving on to the next big uh, public, you know, crisis that another company has. And, and that's unfortunate, but that, that typically seems to be the pattern that we see in, in, in video games, but then in, in, in other industries and, and, and areas of the world as well. Um, 
I mean, it's a tragedy what happens, you know, to certain employees at Activision and at Blizzard. Uh, it's it's disgusting how some people, you know, will will, for instance, go and create a Cosby suite and have a you know picture that, of yeah. it and, and all this different stuff. It's disgusting, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, there's only so much that you can do, you know, uh, Activision, them removing, um, you know, the, 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 the CEO and other, you know, high ranking figures, you know, that that's, that's just putting a bandaid on a, on a cut artery, you know, in, in my yep. opinion. Um, yep. But it kind of satisfies a lot of people's blood, you know, lust that they have towards this company. Um, it, you know, it's not going to solve any issue, like they're really going to have to you know, open up new policies and 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 make sure that human resources has the capability of looking in and and, and investigating any allegation, uh, no matter how small it is. Um, it, it sounds like you know there, it, it's a big structural you know problem at Activision that they need to solve. Just removing a CEO is not going to solve that. Um, but overall, you know, kind of what brought up this whole topic is, you know, that people are kind of moving away from the conversation now. And I think that that's typical. Uh, and I think most people, honestly, you know, they just they just want to play their games. And and, and I get that. Um, but, you know, there, of course, there's other people like you that that really, really want to dial in on this and make sure that something happens. And I think that you know, morally, ethically, that's, you know, kind of the responsible thing to do. And it's a great, you know, outlook on it. Bim. Well, look, I mean, I, I, first of all, thank you for the compliment. Uh, like I said, small channel, small voice, personal opinion. If you don't agree with it, we're still cool, but understand that you're not going to get any of that coverage or gameplay on this channel. And you mm -hmm. know what? I really didn't give a shit too much about Call of Duty to begin with. I'm an average average player at best um and you know what i didn't even finish the last two campaigns you know so okay so th so there you go so no big loss for me uh you know mr bad bit yeah. i want to get to you brother but before i do let me just catch up with some of these super go chats christopher jetzer drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says are the fall guy are these the fall guy uh these three uh, these three people for bobby kotek um, I think it's hard to say because they're really the fall guy for the head of Blizzard. See, everyone, you know, it, it, it's Blizzard Activision or Activision Blizzard, but it's technically two companies. They're just they're mm -hmm. just together. So they have their own CEOs that do their business. They are the other one under one umbrella. Technically, yes. But at the same time, they are separate companies. Um, so I don't know who the fool guy is. I think that they're going to have to remove a lot more people before I have anything less to say about the disgusting situation. But again, again, that's just that's just me. Um, mm -hmm. uh, John Mitchell drops a very generous ten dollars super chat and says, "Hit them in their pockets. Good for you, boom. I'm with you." And listen, I appreciate the compliment, brother. Um, we have Horace drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says. Um, if that was my mother or girlfriend working at Activision, they would have more than a little bit of uh, a little bit of problems. I have daughters, love games, man. Uh, love, oh, love you guys, man. Great people. Well, thank you so much for the compliment, brother. And of course, uh, yes, I'm right there with you. You know, I, I look at I, I look at my my wife that works for a company, right? Um, and if this was going on. <laughs> Besides the potential violence that would come from Boom, which you don't, everyone ever, everyone knows Boom is just a nice guy. But I have a thin black line that runs through me that when that is crossed, 
I become the devil. And I have said that before. There's one person that brings out the devil in me. And it's if you hurt my wife, I don't care about going to jail. I'm still getting a pension. So it's okay. Um, but yeah, that's that. Kevin S drops a very generous super chat. Thank you for the uh the super chat, my brother. And we have uh we have uh Caper Grant 692 drop uh drops a five dollar super chat and he says, I will not be playing Diablo 2. Trust me. I really, really want to, and I'm right there with you, and so is Mrs. Boom. But we stand firm with the people and the victims of Activision Blizzard. Uh, he says, but I'm a stubborn SOB, and when I say I'm done with Activision, I'm done. Drawn TJ, generous friend of the show, he drops a five dollars and says, great show, boom, listening while working. By the way, Back for Blood is amazing. Love, love for dead. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're definitely going to get into that. But Joe, you yeah. have not shied away from the very difficult conversation that is the Blizzard Activision uh, situation going on. You and your best friend Kyle on the Trope Room have openly discussed it and talked about it. Where do you fall on what has been done? Does more need to be done? Uh, yes, more need to be got, be done. Uh, it starts by uh, Bobby Kodak listening to his employees' demands because yep. it's not like it's it's not the worst thing. Like their demands are like, please don't treat us like like garbage. Like that's it. <laughs> um, you know, make sure that there's that there's environments that we can feel safe to speak our mind and and you know if something bad happens we could go to them and they actually listen. You know, th that's why the one of the first firings that was very hopeful in this whole thing was HR. The head of HR was part of the the Cosby suite. And that should tell you how from the top down infected blizzard was with with this type of sexism and so that that gives me a lot of hope and i'm with ks Hante. it's not it's not like i'm giving him kudos like oh, good on you activision it's like no you're you're finally doing the right thing it's because we're it's because people noticed right, right. um no I, the one thing i would say is boycotts do work they are effective history shows that time and time again right so like you could just take a look at and i know the people have been throwing it around but it's true like the montgomery bus boycott you can look at the salt marches like history shows that when people say no to how the system is run and they demand better and they don't participate in that system that the system will change and that's what you're seeing right now is that blizzard employees are so upset that they walked out of that company and said, we're not afraid to do this again months before they have the biggest game of the year launching that is Call of Duty. Yep. They are participating. They are showing Activision right now. This is this is an example of if things don't change, we will take more drastic measures. That's how you get stuff done. So we'll for me, on one thing, one thing you're saying, and I'll let you continue yeah. real quick. What you described there, you're absolutely right. But everything you've described were a different breed of people. Gamers are finical beasts. Finical oh, absolutely. Beasts. Well, well, you're you're also you're also describing a strike, not necessarily a boycott. Well, no, I think look, strikes, boycotts, whatever you yeah. want to participate in, like no matter as as long as long as one arm is is not working uh, of of the machine is working, that's good. That's going to create that positive change. One hundred percent with us being vocal about it and me saying and telling my audience and i'm not telling my audience not to buy this game i'm saying to my audience i'm not comfortable 
in purchasing another Activision Blizzard game until things are corrected. Um, that's powerful. That's voicing your, you know, your discontent at something. Um, and so seeing other people going and just even throwing out the idea of maybe we boycott this, right? I'm not going to buy another thing. I've never seen this type of like, um, actual voices. Like, you know, you always get like the Call of Duty look different this year, but they end up buying it like this. You're seeing some, some real passion behind these words for the first time in a while. And I understand. Listen, gamers are a fickle bunch. And at the end of the day, my dollar won't amount too much. And I understand the argument of like boycotts hurt because there are profit sharing in each one of these games. Like Diablo is a perfect example, but it's also the message that I'm, I can't, you're right. Look, I, you know, most of my friends are, are LGBTQ plus female. I got a mother. I got, I got, I got females in my lives that have been in these situations and I can't, support a company knowing that that happens to them and so to me whenever a, an arm doesn't work that's great it, it shows that the system is going to start course correcting itself when i think of you know when i think of we got the question of like ubisoft are they next absolutely they're next that shoe's about to drop like in the coming months you're gonna see something similar i'm sure of it um, and what I was saying at, at the post or, or the pre-show, and I'll say here now, is that every company is taking a look at what is going on right here at Activision Blizzard, taking yep. notes and seeing how they can get themselves out of this situation before the situation even arises. So I really like what I'm seeing out of Activision Blizzard. I'm actually liking what I'm seeing uh, out of Bobby Kotick because he's actually he, he's actually folding to some pressure. Now I want to see more. <laughs> Trust me, I want to see a hell of a lot more. This is a start. When we see presidents stepping down, when we're seeing head of HR getting fired, when we're seeing the people from the suite actually get what's coming to them. Yep. That's what I want to see. This is the beginning. Now we need we need more than ever the the laws to be written of this is what's this is what is the law of the land now in Activision Blizzard. Um, this is what happens if, you know, A, B or C happens. Uh, this is where you can go to, you can feel safe and, you know, we'll protect you and not the company. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah. And maybe even unionization. Cause it's getting to that point. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, okay. I've heard people talk about that. I'm not going to kind of segue into that because that sure. would be a, an hour, but Joe, you're onto something. Um, the same way the movie industry has the union that backs, uh, all of their, actresses and actors uh, and people in the business i believe that that needs to happen in gaming i heard people tell me no boom it can't happen it's too big i don't think so i think yeah. that when you look at the movie industry as much money is uh, is in there as big as you know, how hundreds of thousands of actors and stagehands and electricians and everyone that's a part of the industry can be a part of a union gaming could have a union as well if Absolutely. the corporations don't want them no. to unionize and, the, and they will and, and you'll see that like yeah again the law firm that is activision blizzard right now that is overseeing that. Yes. this they're they're is, union busters is a union buster they, yes. they're the ones that that help break uh the, the people that are trying to form unions in amazon why do corporations want to 
you know, dismantle unions and been very effective about doing that because of unions promote that positive change. They, yes. they benefit solely the worker. And, um, yeah, no, listen, that's, that's, yeah, we could go in for hours talking about yeah, that, we but could. it, we it could. is but true, man. I, I will say these this. workers need protected. I, 100%. Protection. And I am proud that I am taking 30 minutes out of today's podcast to discuss this openly. Uh, again, if, 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 you know, if it's not your thing, I hear you. We're going to get to the fun stuff. We're going to get to Sarah Bond. We're going to get to the event that happened. And of course, back for blood momentarily, but we got one more person to get into. Mav, listen, uh, from a perspective of someone that I find to be a very uh, thought-provoking uh, content creator, you have a wife, you have a daughter, your wife is heavily involved, you guys uh, you know, are, are on a show together. Where do you personally fall in what's happened? Is it enough or do we need to see more change? I think they're making the changes, but it's taking them way too long. They're yeah. letting things play out waiting for ramifications, waiting for more stuff to come out before making these necessary changes. And that's not the correct way to handle this situation, in my opinion. Like, um, I've used this on a couple shows before, this, this comparison, because it's the one I'm most familiar with. Okay. Um, a few years back, you know, I'm a huge Dallas Mavericks fan. The Mavs are my team. That's one of the reasons I'm I'm mad here, right? Right. And they had a huge scandal like this, right? Um, and it was to do with their operations, not the basketball side, but the business side of their operations, the marketing, you know, uh, all of that kind of stuff. And there was a guy that was in charge of the whole thing, and his name was Terdima Usri, and he answered only to Mark Cuban. Right, who is the owner of the Mavericks? Well, Mark Cuban's was more fascinated with the basketball stuff, right? He 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 just kind of went to this guy and said, "Is everything going okay?" He would go to him and say, "Yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. Everything's good." Well, it turns out there was this long history of stuff that he kept sweeping under the rug of sexual misconduct, harassment, uh, HR issues, a lot of stuff that is going on here at Activision. Well, there was a huge report that had went out um, about this. Within one week, leaned house, hired uh, a lady named Cynthia Marshall that was no nonsense to come in and completely redo the entire operations and run the company. Within a week. Wow. A super apologetic, uh, took the blame himself on numerous numerous things now i'm not saying that he's not at fault for some of this but what i'm comparing is the response okay the response has been at first we saw from activision not apologies not not oh uh, we need to get this right we saw hey this is this is lies yeah this, yep. that's the kind of respect that they showed to their employees and that's the kind of stance they were taking. They were taking a defensive stance. The only reason they have been making these changes because they have to. Probably because they have to due to the lawsuits and due to the actual employees standing up as well. So Once true. that happened, changes started to be made. Uh, first in Blizzard, there's not been enough at Activision, which 
in my opinion, Activision is more of the head of the entire thing, right? Kodak runs the show. Yeah. Okay? This all happened under his watch. I have not seen anything where he is taking the blame for this and initiating a clear response to how to fix this problem. We've seen random layoffs. We've seen a few people resign. That's it. Yeah. We've seen a couple of people initiate apologies. We've even seen somebody go and delete their Twitter account. There is needs to be a clear and a clear response of this is what we are doing to fix this problem. And this is who is going to be doing it. That is how you handle this situation. And I, it, it seems to me like they are just playing the, the money game at this point. They're protecting their assets with whatever they with whatever they need to do to protect their assets. Okay. We're going to um, we're playing defense, trying to make this as 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 little of a financial fallout as possible. So who do we need to get rid of to make this financially more feasible for us to go forward without taking as big of a hit? Okay. Okay, they, they're gone. Okay, they're they're gone. Okay, hey, we can control more of Blizzard now because hey, the head ups are gone. So this is actually good for us in the long run, right? Um, so it is this enough of a change to actually make long-term effects, uh, make a long-term change at Activision? I don't know yet, but until we get that clear response, it's up, it's up in the air. Now, the other side of this is what's the correct response from people and everything. That's, I have to just honestly say that's up to every individual, what you do about something like this yourself. Yep, 100%. Um, and the other side of this is financially, Besides just like a boycott, what would hurt these companies the most is partnerships and marketing deals when in, in news coverage. Okay. When, when these major news sites, news coverage, and when marketing deals and, and partnerships with other companies that they are making money from start blacklisting them, which is a hard thing to do with Activision, right? But when they when these when these partners start taking a hard stance that so you need to make these changes or we are not going to be funding this or we are not going to be sponsoring this or we are not going to give you this marketing time or we are not going to be showing your commercial um, at the Super Bowl or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like with those kind of things have a huge impact. So it's not just up to the consumer. To do that, it's also up to other businesses and to make those decisions as well, because those can have a massive impact because the casuals make up the biggest percentage of the sales. Yep. One hundred percent. And they do not even know about any of this stuff that's going on. The majority of people, unless it hits mainstream, they're not following this news. OK, they are unaware. So. When they see the commercial, hey, Call of Duty's coming out. Hey, this is coming out. It's they're gonna get it. It's just the way it's gonna go. So if those commercials don't show up, if those marketing dollars on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, wherever there's ads are stop showing up, that's going to affect their bottom line. Yep. So that that's what I would say to uh, to 
businesses out there. Like, look at who you're doing partnerships with. And at the end of the day, that kind of shows a lot about the companies. Now, the catch is some of these deals have been in place. So what do they do about those? You know what I mean? So it's a tough situation. But another thing you're looking right where companies have pulled out of like Overwatch uh, from their league. That's a really terrific point. Yeah. 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 I mean, like around the corner, there's going to be a lot of marketing. Yeah. Who's pushing it the most? We're going to find out. Yeah. And that's, and that's a great thing. And and, and maybe the employers are waiting to do enough. I mean, again, the the way that you have, for this to be to hurt Call of Duty, the next move needs to be strategic, right? Uh, The next walkout, uh, the next publicized walkout needs to happen the day before call of duty releases right let people know that we are not going to take it that we made this game but we don't care about the sales because we care about people i thought that's what we're supposed to care about is people human beings not copying or capping for uh, a company of suits where the head is making 155 million last year you're okay with that Hey man, good on you, but 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 I'm not, and I'm going to talk about it. And, and and you know something, like I said, if I lose subs over it, oh well, you know I I don't care. Uh, if you respect me more for it, I appreciate you. If you don't, hey, you know what? That's fine too. But with that said, folks, I want to move on to topic number two, and obviously this is a video game show, right? So we're going to of course talk about. Video games, right? That's that's what we are here for. And, of course, we have to talk about the ID at Xbox showcase that happened on Tuesday. Uh, for some reason or another, I thought it was on Thursday during this show, and I wasn't covering it e- e- either way because last year I tried to cover it, and I waved Oof. the white flag after two and a half hours. I said, Oof. you know what? This was awful. Shame on Microsoft for allowing Twitch to take their brand and rub it in the dirt. Because uh, what wound up happening is at the end of the conversation or the end of, of the, uh, the event, the conversation wasn't the incredible uh, games that were shown from the indie community. It wasn't the in- interesting messaging and stories from some of these very small developers. It was like, wow, the presenters were terrible outside of Blind Steve, who is awesome. Um, and man, this was, no one told us this was four hours, terrible marketing. Well, this, this event happened and it was just as long. It was three and a half hours. Uh, there were some, some, some high points. The part of Sarah Bond coming into the conversation is we're going to segue after I read a list of the games that were shown. I did not watch the event because I started to. And I got the same feeling, the nightmare feeling of, la- of, of what happened. Yeah, of, yeah, of what happened earlier this year. And I said, you know what, boom, let me go to like BGC, one of my video games chronicles.com, one of my favorite sites. Let me let them take the brunt of this. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna basically write down the names of the games. I watched some YouTube videos of the games, not of the event, of the actual games. And I walked away pretty excited. First of all, uh, I'll read you the list of games that are coming into 
Xbox Game Pass, and I'll read you the rest of the games that were shown. Uh, Origami 2 uh, is coming September 17th. That looks dope. Uh, that looks really good. Uh, Evil Genius 2, World Domination, that's winter. No actual release date, that's this winter. Library of Ruana uh, is, uh, uh, is out actually right now in Game Pass. That launched on August 10th. Um, that is kind of like uh, JRPG. That's you know with with pictures. It's 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 interesting. Uh, not a game for boom, but I'm gonna definitely download it and give it the old college effort because I love indies. Uh, I'm playing Art of Rally now. If you do, folks, you please try Art of Rally. Uh, I know that the big proponent of the community for that has been the indie gamer. Obviously, you know the name says I was it all. Playing that like 20 minutes ago. Ah, dude, it's so good. It's so good. I'm looking for the last. I'm looking for the hidden car and the last tape on the first. Uh, on the first one, I'm just driving around aimlessly. I've been driving since six this morning. It is what a great little game, right? Uh, Paparazzi uh, is coming. Uh, no release date for that. That looks game very interesting. Whenever it comes out, you know game what? It looks good. I'm not going to front. Here's a good one. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Star a Stardew Valley coming to mm. xbox in the fall now again not for boom but it's for someone it, it's an, it's an indie darling um the artful escape folks yo this game i'm an 80s kid bro like i grew up in the hair bands and i saw this and i was like they are speaking to boom i cannot wait to play this they also showed the big con which is a very interesting story game I'm gonna be. I'm definitely gonna try that. This is the one that jumped off the page for me. Aeon Drive jumped off the page for me. It's a side scroller, old school, but the the artwork, the the comic panels look dope. Something called Blab Rat looks pretty interesting. Ali Ali, a lot of people dig that. Oh, this one is. I yeah, love that game. Yeah, a lot wait. of people. A lot of people dig this one. Is very customizable. My brother freaked out because Sam and Max. Jumped on mm -hmm. to X uh, to to the remake, store, right? Or re yeah, remaster? Yeah. Yes, as a remaster, he loves mm -hmm. the old school point and clicks. Uh, the Wandering Village looks very arty. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'm definitely gonna try that out. And Lightyear Frontier looked good, not for Boom, but of course is for someone. So we're, again, this is we're gonna we're gonna talk about what happened. Uh, Zemi, I want to start with, first with you. I know based on, you know, the coverage of last year, um, you know, we we all walked away with, a, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it wasn't great. It, it wasn't the worst show, but it was close. Where does your opinion fall for this particular event with Twitch, which I'm not a fan of Twitch running these things? I'm going to yeah. be honest with you, <clears throat> but the games really showed well. What are your thoughts? I mean, speaking of indies, next week on Thursday, you know what comes out, Boom? Uh, yes, I do. And that's called 12 Minutes, sir. Oh, and my I God. <laughs> it's going to be a great day, isn't it? Yes, um, it is. <laughs> no, like you, I actually did not watch the 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 Twitch show. It, it just seems like it was going to probably be way too long. And instead of you know spending hours on that, I spent hours watching Suicide Squad. Um, but I have went back and, and kind of just, um, you know, look through like, uh, you know, the different thumbnails of all the trailers that were kind of shown off and, uh, you know, all the games that I hadn't seen so far, so far from what I've watched, cause I haven't seen everything to this point, but so far from what I've watched, 
the games look good. They look like, you know, they were great trailers. They were portrayed well. It's great that they got, you know, that 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 promotion, you know, boost uh, to them. But a lot of them just didn't really resonate with me as a player. Like, I kind of know, agree there. There were usually with these shows, Emmy, I'm like you. I get five, six, seven of them jump off the page. And I'm like, yes, I can't wait for this. Yeah. I kind of I was a little reserved with a lot of them. I was like, oh, OK, I'll try it. It's in Game Pass, you know, but, you know. I don't know if I'm I'm gonna be racing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought yeah. the first show had better games. Yeah, like Sam and Max. Like I, I'm probably gonna give that a try uh, if it comes to Game Pass. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, the, the Aeon Drive game looked kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and then of course Artful Escape. I'm I'm all in on that. I, I want to play that on launch. Um, but but we'd already covered that previously, right? So um honestly from what i had seen that i hadn't seen before nothing really stood off the page for me uh but once again you know i i am you know happy that these games did get that that extra promotion that they you know they they definitely need being an indie uh you know developer they they don't have a huge 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 budget for marketing and promotions and advertising all that good stuff so so I'm really, you know, uh, excited that they got that push. Uh, for me, I didn't watch the whole show. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not invested in enough to watch, you know, a three, four hour show on Twitch. Um, but, but from what I have went back and looked up, you know, nothing really stood necessarily you know, off the page for me. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to try a few of them out whenever they come out. No, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, you. You couldn't have said it any better for sure. Real quick, 10 feet up uh, said that if you do the New Zealand trick, you can download Hades, which I look, I, I bought it. I bought Hades for the Switch and I, I buy a lot of games for the Switch. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just bought a side scrolling beat em up that is over $100 on eBay right now. I had pre ordered it almost, I think it was the end of last year. Uh, I, I got I have to pull. I don't remember the name of it. I buy so many games for the Switch, but I didn't put enough time into Hades. And I'm going to tell you this, folks. I beat, shockingly enough, Death's Door. Absolutely loved it. I'm I'm, I'm just under 500 games. We got to talk later. I, boom! I need some you, help. Oh, yeah, dude, that last <laughs> MF. My oh. God. I'm there. I'm right where you're talking about. I'm right there. And there's and help. there's two. There's two. The the, the the marathon first fight, and you're like, I don't know if I could do this. And then the, the second one right after come it. out. I had it in my I had it in my back pocket. Mm -hmm. And the last the, the the OP one. I after like the sixth time, I was like, I gotta beat this. <laughs> if I don't beat this, the the game has won. And I and I finally beat that MF, and I could not be happier because I'm not a Souls guy. Joe you should be proud of the old man. Yeah. Uh, and so my point is getting to Hades because of Death Store. I'm even more excited for Hades now. How about the Maples? There you go. There you go. So, you know, very similar games, but also very different. So I cannot mm. wait to play that. Um, thing. let's get your opinion on this again. The uh, the way I think these shows need to happen, and this is I talked about this on uh, the Tuesday show. I'll say it again here. I won't reiterate it, but simply Microsoft proper, Chris Charler and the amazing people at ID at Xbox need to do this event twice a year, right? 
on their own without partnerships with Twitch or anyone. You know, you can have Paris Lilly, who has exploded on the scene as the presenter that I want to see because we have him coming again for the, uh, you know, the second show. And mm-hmm. Paris, you know, uh, did amazing the first time. Yeah. Look, very much looking forward to it. Um, I would love for them to take 60 or 90 minutes twice a year, dedicate it to the 10, 15, 20 games. Get a couple of talking heads in there, like a Sarah Bond, who we're going to talk to uh, talk about momentarily, and you know, break it up and do it like that. I don't like the Twitch way. I understand I'm the old man in the room. I get it. Twitch is not for me, but I just don't think that it does enough for the indie community. Where, where what, what jumped off the off the page for you? And what are your thoughts on the event part two? So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll attack the event first. Uh, me personally, I think, and I have no evidence at all, but just my hypothesis based on what we saw before and what we're seeing now, I think Microsoft signed a multi deal with Twitch. You saw, I saw you put that just, in the DM. No way yeah, it makes they would have done this again. Like, yeah, because it's better than it was, but it's still no good. You know. Yeah. And and I honestly think that they don't want to be samey. They don't want to be like, well, uh. uh uh, Nintendo set the standard, PlayStations are following it, so now we're just going to do the same like direct style. They're trying to find their own voice, which is great. I like that they're trying to find their own voice, but it's not a good voice, not just yet. You know, <laughs> It's getting buttoned up, it's getting buttoned up here and there, but it's still too long, too talky. Mm-hmm. They give too much, they give Twitch too much control over the situation. You know? Thank you. There's, yes. Yeah. And, and for the record, uh, Boom, I'm not sure folks know, uh, the the idea at Xbox uh, uh, YouTube channel has been doing exactly what you're. They've been doing the direct style stuff for a long time. It just never gets any kind of attention because they don't promote it like that. There are direct style uh, idea at Xbox games uh, um, um, presentations on their YouTube channel. They've done like X amount per year where it's just like part one and it's twenty minutes, part two and it's twenty minutes, and they're just showing game after game after game. I think they should stick to that format and promote it better. So that people see that, hey, they also have their idea at Xbox kind of direct style thing. But since they don't promote it, that's what makes me think that they, they want a different voice. They don't want to be mm-hmm. same right? Which is which is great. I commend them for wanting to find their own voice, but this is not it. This is not it. You know, so so that's what I think about at least about the, the, the environment that we're currently in. I guess all, uh, of all of us on the panel here, I was the only unfortunate one that happened to watch most, most if not all of this thing. It was running <laughs> oh, in the background while I was working yesterday. <laughs> oh no! You know, you know something else that that I, I've just been scratching my head, uh, you know, with since since the first time we covered this boom. You know, Twitch is owned by Amazon. Amazon has Luna. That is a competitor to Xbox. Why do yeah, they man. allow? A competitor to have the amount of control that they do and mm-hmm. and and their own you know promotion for indie games and that is like where Xbox, the magnanimous right? microsoft bites himself in the butt sometimes you know i mean i, I, I want I, them to be more aggressive and stop doing this kind of stuff because, i could tell you, you know, i yeah i could tell you the the reason as why mm. just solely because twitch is the largest streaming platform, platform. in the world yeah so they they're literally like hey here's here's a platform bring um you know i was talking to a good friend odell Harmon jr and i I love what he says it's like i i i feel like these id and xbox uh events are here to promote personalities more than the indie games Mm -hmm. and i think that's what the the thing that gets away from these events um because like twitch streamers you don't win because you just come off like you're bought by a 
corporation. So mm-hmm. your fans don't typically like it or, or people that wouldn't usually look at you don't like it because you just, you're reading a cue card. And at the same exact time, you have, um, you have these presenters that are not usually host hosts and it makes it kind of just these awkward moments, these awkward pauses. And yeah, I, I, I have so many issues with this presentation. I, Kesante, I God bless your heart for sitting through most of it. I got well, through you know, thirty between, minutes of it. In between a lot of the BS, there's some there's some nuggets there, you know. And and yeah. honestly, I completely agree with you. If they had like valid data to share, great, do that. You know, uh, 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 the blind gamer Steve, he generally has a lot of great insights to share. Like sure. I, I I I listen to the, the there's a clubhouse that Aaron Aaron Greenberg hosts from time to time, mm-hmm. and they all get on there and they chat. Uh, Paris has been a part of that a bunch of times. So I've listened in on that. And and it's just so many great nuggets of details that you didn't know. You, you know, the reason they love Game Pass is because they don't know, like uh, folks in the in the in the accessibility community don't know if it's a game they'll be able to play unless they try it. So Game Pass has become their champion. You know, lots of interesting, really good nuggets of details there. That's yeah. not what was presented here. You know, it's it's just about gushing, you know. And we yeah. can gush while we're watching the trailer, just like you can. We don't want to watch you gush while we're watching the trailer for another yeah. 20 minutes after the trailer's ended, you know. So besides all that, I, I agree they need they need to do better, but I will transition real quick and say there are some really interesting nuggets that, that they did show that I, I thought was cool. And also another uh, another quick aside, uh, not to digress too far, but like uh, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Nintendo did their mm-hmm. indie world showcase, and all I saw were a bunch of Game Pass games, and I was very happy about that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, all I saw was a bunch of PSA for every Switch owning Game Pass owner: don't buy those games; they're all on Game Pass. Art of Rally was showed off at that, and it's on Game Pass. So was mm-hmm. the boyfriend simulator thing with the with the with the the dungeon. I, I forget the name of the oh, game. Oh, boyfriend dungeon. There you go. On yeah. Game Pass today. They oh, didn't really? It. It's on Game Pass right oh, now, wow. okay. which tends to happen all the time. Like these these things get a big oh, it's gonna be great, da, 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 da. and then at the end of the day, yeah, it's also on Game Pass. You don't have to buy it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there were a bunch of really cool, interesting games that they showed off. I wish they had spent more time showing off those games. Yes. You know, they, they didn't. They didn't show off. I know that. Uh, I know that. Uh, uh, and and I know I, I kind of conflated both of the the Nintendo and and the uh, Xbox showcases. But they didn't show Bomb Rush uh, Cyberpunk on the on the Xbox One. But mark my words on on this internet. Day One Game Pass. Mark my words. It's it's mm. exclusive for a few months for PlayStation, right? Uh, for uh, for uh, uh, Switch Game Pass Day One, and that is literally Jet Set Radio Future. I'm here yeah. for that game. Hundred percent. Oh, and you're muted, sir. I I, I can't hear you. Uh, boom. Yeah, yeah. I hear you talk. I see you talking, but I don't hear you. Boom. Talking. You're muted. Yes, you are. You know what? What a boob. Uh, I, I I saw I saw that. I I jumped out of my chair. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah. oh, is, I'm so happy. Dreamcast yes. Jet Set Radio yes. fans unite. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> yes, yes. So as soon as I saw that, I was like. Yes, Game Pass, indeed, indeed. And if it's not on Game Pass, I will, I will like be so, so stunned, so stunned. Yeah, that game is coming to Game Pass day one. Long story short, the the, the uh, I, I was watching Nibble, Nibble from Twitter inside uh, Twitter Insider Nibble. He had a really Nibble? cool thread. Is it Nibble or is it Nibble? I always Nibble. get it it's wrong. Nibble. It's Nibble. It's Nibble. Nibble? Yeah, yeah, forgive yeah, yeah. me. I got you. Follow, I got you. Follow that dude. Yes, he had great thread. 
unbelievable yep. post after post after mm-hmm. post. I mean, that with all the real details and none of the, of the talking yeah. heads. So go yeah. follow them. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You know? So yes, that, that's what I thought of it. It was, it was great. They had great shows. ID and Xbox needs to do more in the marketing department. You know, somebody needs to go go reach out to a bad bit. Come on now, somebody yeah. needs to do something better. I, I mean, you know, but yeah. the games themselves they they represented and they're and like you guys have correctly pointed out there's something for everyone in this list they not be it may not be all for you but there's something for you which is always great yeah yeah 100 joe let's get your opinion on this i know obviously there's a lot of work to be done here are you in the same camp of chris charler and that team running their own id at xbox uh event rather than 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 i i and i get it i understand it's a it, it's a it's a money thing twitch is big yeah Right. Yeah. But and I know they're trying to appeal to a mass audience and that's how you do it. But I, I just I just think that the, the people on display are more lifted up than the indies. That's just my opinion. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Where do you fall? So I, I want to say this one thing, because I, I found this out during the, the, the Trophy Room Patreon show when it comes to Boyfriend Dungeon. You can flirt, because like these boyfriends that are also your weapons in the game that you use. Yes, yeah. So you can flirt with them. And there's one part where you're like, you're kind of like, you're initiating a sexting thing between you and your, your sword. And it's like, oh yeah, pick sword didn't happen. And the, like, your boyfriend <laughs> sent you a pic and it's just him as sword. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to, I, I need this game in my life. I, I, I literally I turned on my Xbox yeah, yeah. to download that yeah. and to download art of rally. Um, honestly, I think, I think everybody's hitting out of the park, man. They, they got to stop doing these. Yes. I don't, I don't, I don't like them. I didn't even know this was a thing that was happening. Uh, until uh, someone literally told me the day of, dude, I got. I think it Odell actually told guy. me. I got it. Yeah. Wrong. And Sorry. so, like, the here's the thing. I get that, like, Xbox wants to do something different. They don't want to just do the state of plays or the Nintendo, you know, Nindies stuff. I get that, but those companies do that because it works. Yeah. And these overblown two plus hours of like sometimes you'll get to a montage of games and then you just get like 15 minutes of talking like that's not interesting to me that's not real to me um it it, and it it just comes off like a marketing thing and so like i i really i really don't like these presentations and it sucks because like yeah the the presentators can do a, a pretty darn good job, but you know, again, it, you're still reading from a cue card. I see it. We all, we all see it. And yeah. so it, 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 it sucks in that. It sucks in that aspect. They really have to, I, I, I have some problems with uh, ID and Xbox um, in terms of like, yeah, there are some really great games like boyfriend dungeon, like art, art rally shown for sure. Um, but like they got all the hype at the Nindy world event. And again, like I didn't even know these things were on Xbox because I saw them at the Nindies. So to me, what ID at Xbox and I think Xbox proper really needs to drop some of the things like putting these in separate, like having, I understand having a, a separate YouTube for indie, uh, indie stuff at ID at Xbox, but you need to have those on your main channel. Like yes. that's the one thing PlayStation does rather well. And what Nintendo does is like, Hey, all these games, they're 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 one of us. There's no there's nothing different here, 
right? Like between indie and, and AAA, put them on your main platform so more eyes could see it because there's only 20,000 people subscribed to the ID at Xbox YouTube channel. And when you take a look at these games after stream and you're, you're going for the highlights, I saw one game that didn't even hit a thousand views. And I'm like, damn, dude, that, that, that's, that sucks. Not because like the game looked good. And so it's just like, you know, if you want eyes on this, you have to really put it out on the main feeds. Yes. I want Xbox proper to be streaming this, not, not Twitch, not ID at Xbox, none of that. I want Xbox proper talking about this. It's similar to how you see Game Pass uh, on Twitter. And and how the synergy between Game Pass on Twitter and Game uh, and just Xbox proper are, it's like one of the same. Yeah, different feeds, but they they work together in conjunction really well. I just don't see that on on, on the ID part. I I really think that they they shouldn't have two 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 of these a year. I really think they should have one a quarter four ah, at the very okay. least say hey here's instead of 28 29 almost 30 games going here are 10 games uh from the id at xbox you know uh 60 minute you know, show getting get out yeah I like not that. even like do do what the nindies did 20 minutes 30 minutes cut the fluff get 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 your presentators there you don't have to have the deep dives on certain games because i feel like that's unfair to others just go here are 10 games from scale to here's a prestigious triple a studio to here's a like a solo team working on something bam here's a show and and just cut the malarkey i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear people of like oh I'm, if a presentator is watching that for the first time are you kidding me that's a joke it's like, oh yeah, just see this for the. I'm like, no, 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 no. You should, you should have practice runs on this. There should be like, come on now. It, it, you know, uh, it, it's similar to the thing that that with the first indie event where like they, they they even said the names of the the games wrong. It was just this is the one thing that Xbox definitely needs to get better on, 100%. and hopefully they they do. Hopefully yeah, they do. Chaos know, Ante, I think know, you're right. Let me let me throw a, a wrench in the works here. You know, go for it. I think they should be reaching out to us, the community, because Hello. who they are reaching out to never works. They reach out, forgive me, they reach out to Jeff Keeley. They reach out right. all these other people who clearly have their bread buttered elsewhere. They don't reach out to the Xbox specific community who's so rabid about their about the products. You know, look at what, what happened when they when they when they reached out to Paris Lily. The man knocked it out of the park. You yeah. Know? And right. you can tell his yeah. his bread is buttered with games and yeah. not nothing else. You know what yeah. I mean? And because of that it worked well. You know, they, they keep like like you said, Bad Bit, because they recognize that there's the platform, they have to adhere to the platform. And that platform is usually not with them. So they end up having, yeah, we'll take your money. Yeah, we'll speak nicely. But then we'll put on a, a person who, who's there and goes, yeah, I turn my Xbox on every day for Netflix. Yeah. Could you let that be a thing? Like, come yeah. on, man. That you know, hurts my how, how many soul. community members it here? Yeah. Makes how many community members inside. here would, would, <laughs> would like kill to be given that opportunity? And they yeah. would full-throatedly pause represent xbox the right way yes. rather than no, going, no, no, all, oh all this is great are, i yeah. use it for everything but games come on yeah. xbox it's, it's, it's time to get serious about the about the you know, there listen not speaking for myself because like i said I, i'm an older guy and there's an audience that's 
you know, I, 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 I bring in the older audience, which is awesome. You know, I have a, yeah. I mean, if you look at my numbers for YouTube, it's a wide scale, which is awesome that I appeal to a lot of young people, but of course, a lot of old dogs like myself. And maybe I'm not the guy. And that's fine. But there are so many community members that have great podcasts, that have great presence and a great message along with that presence that Microsoft does not. Again, they do a lot of things right. And I agree with everybody on this, specifically uh, Kaya and Joe on this. They do this particular aspect. They do it wrong. Uh, Mav, I want to come to you and then we're going to get to Sarah Bond because I'm very interested to talk about what she has done uh and and recently with with, uh with the community on xbox you're you're a streamer right that that's something that you do outside of of the uh the two podcasts that you're on and potentially even more more so than that where did you fall in this event did did it hit the switches for you no okay there you go (laughs) (laughs) there you go folks short and sweet All you, you got to do is look back to how excited we all were for the first showcase that they had that was like this. And there's a lot of excitement. We're planning on covering it. You know, we plan a live stream to cover it, all these things. And then the next one, we're like, is it on a Tuesday or a Thursday? I don't care. I don't know. We'll find out. You know, uh, we'll find out what happens after the fact. Right. Like there, there was obviously no excitement for the second one that they had. So the first one didn't work. Right. So. They, they just need to move on from that format if they can. Um, I like Joe's idea. You know, uh, call it, hey, indie time. You know, just yeah. like 20-minute video, and you have a bunch of indie games, and you do it once a quarter. People would look forward to that time. You know, like uh, this, the people aren't looking forward to. Uh, people are going to glaze over, and I don't know anything that was announced because I didn't care about watching it. It worked in its opposite, right? Like the first one was so, it seems like bad that it was just like, I, I'll wait for the highlights. And when you wait for the highlights, other, other, other stuff happens. And you're just like, and oh yeah, that was a thing that existed. It hurts. There's good stuff that was shown, but I just don't know what any of it is. Yeah. You're totally right. I mean, listen, you're definitely on to something, uh, and, and you see that's counterproductive, folks. Uh, if, if, if the diehards, which is what we are, don't care, it, it's highly unlikely that the casual is going to care. Even if you're a Twitch guy, a girl, like, oh, yeah, I love Twitch. Okay, great. But did you, care? Did you watch this program? Man, eh, not really my speed. Xbox. Mm. Bad. Right? The only so, people I'm, that are going to really be into that is the diehard indie game people. Yes, right. like the indie gamer specifically. Yeah. Who you know what that. I mean? People yeah. like people like him, and, and and there's nothing against that. You know, this is made for that audience, but that's just a, such a s- small niche of what the overall audience is for gaming that it's like it really becomes a show that is not for bringing in an audience. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and uh, re- real quick, I watched the indie gamer stream on that, and he was not pleased either. <laughs> so oh, there really? You go. Okay. If you, if yeah, no, he wasn't. Three and a half yeah. hours ago about indie games and the indie gamers yeah. not pleased, and you're doing something. There wrong. you go. <laughs> the presentation was just bad all around. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Uh, listen, folks, I, I want to move on to a topic I'm very excited to talk about, uh, and that's of course 
Sarabant. Uh, this is this is a this is a woman that is has in recent weeks, months taken a very prominent position uh, within within Xbox and the Xbox community at large, more specifically. Uh, she happened to stop by, and in 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 there in with an interview with her. Uh, and, I, and you know what? Before I get to the interview and what she said, who is Sarah Bond besides the face, right? That we we know and and we see on Twitter because she's been making the rounds on social media, and I absolutely love that. She's the head of game creator experience at Microsoft. But who is she? Where does she come from? Well. She's been with Microsoft for four years and five months as of yesterday on her LinkedIn page. She is the corporate vice president of game ecosystems at Xbox, leading Microsoft's products and services with game creators across all Microsoft software and services, of course, including Xbox, Azure, and Microsoft 365. Now, this is where we get interesting, uh, and this is what I love reading. Uh, because we look at gaming, right, folks, and we say, great games, right? Great Xbox, great PlayStation, great uh, Nintendo. Love it, right? We love the, the – the, everyone loves the frosting of the cake. But we sometimes forget about the ingredients that build it. And this is one of those things that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that gets me excited for what Microsoft is as a company. Now, she is currently serving as an executive sponsor – for Blacks at Microsoft's, of course, they have it as uh, abbreviated as BAM, B-A-M. And she uh, obviously she's an employee. Re and now this is an employee resource group. She's also a board member at Zorora, the leading subscription management platform provider, and Chegg, which is the leading direct to student learning platform. Those three things are you won't find anyone else. No other podcast is going to cover this. I love the details of putting these, uh, producing these shows. Uh, and some people will say, you know what? Maybe they're overproduced. We just want to hear about games. You know what? If that's the case, then I, I hear what you're saying, but I like, to I like to present these shows with some oomph in the background and certainly not all fluff. Now, what's interesting is where she has come from. Uh, she, was, uh, she, she held a variety of senior roles at T-Mobile, uh, and of course, uh, this included the uh, leading the corporate strategy and development team responsible for cross functionality strategic initiatives, which is pretty awesome. And in regards to her, you know, I mean, the way she speaks, super, super impressive, right? Uh, she definitely is a sharp tack, no doubt about it. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think this is just my personal opinion. Uh, when Phil is finally going to step back and step down from his position. I think she's going to be the person to take over for Phil Spencer. I think she is, uh, she's more than capable uh, in regards to uh, her, uh, her schooling. She holds a BA in economics from Yale university, which is awesome. And an MBA from Harvard business school, which is amazing. So let's, 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 let's rewind this and bring it back to, what she had to say uh, in this interview. Uh, and she says this, 
Developers love Game Pass. It drives discovery. As the service gives fans the ability to try out their games with no extra charge, we are committed to marketing these games, Bond concluded, showing utmost support for, of course, the indie game developer community. And she was at the ID at Xbox Games show, which, of course, we all said that isn't great, but the fact that she was there was really good. I'm glad to see her, but I think what's super... Uh, a big part of the conversation is how she has exploded on the scene recently, specifically on Twitter. Her interactions with the fan base is, 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 is fantastic to see. Kay Asante, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Where do you fall with uh, Sarah Bond, uh, her being there at the, at the indie show and her, and her recent explosion on the scene with, uh, you know, she, she's, I mean, like I said, we've seen Aaron interact with us. We've seen Phil Spencer. We've seen Matt Booty. We've seen Larry Herb. And now we're seeing her. I think it's awesome. Where do you feel with this? Um, I, I, by and large, I completely agree with you. You know, um, there are those who have different opinions on what Microsoft is doing here, you know, and, and every time they do something, uh, there's, there's always the, the, the you're talking about it, it, the progressive, like having, yeah. That's Sarah right. Bond there's the, there's the Listen, it, it's, not, it's not for a checkbox, folks. Let, 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 let's well, understand. But, but let, me, let, me, let me go there with you. Let me go there with yeah. you. Some think it's just, you know, the righteous, and others think it's self-serving or it, it's just to fulfill a, a certain quota, right? Even, let's, let's have an argument, right? Let's have a thought experiment and say, even if the, the naysayers are correct, right? And she's there to fulfill a, a quota. There's this whole Me Too thing. So now Microsoft looks good because they have not only a, a woman, but a woman of color there to, to counteract that narrative, right? By and large, everything you see from her and every time she's spoken of or when she comes out, it is immaculate. Yes. Her work is immaculate. Yeah. Her, her contributions are, are, are like short of amazing, right? You hear, you hear uh, uh, Phil talk about her and she's, every time you go, oh, Phil went to, went, went to Asia, various countries to go, to go, to go uh, uh, speak on, uh, speak to developers. Who's with her in the second seat? With him in the second seat? Her. Sarah Bond. Every time. She's, yeah. Every time she is with him. So just like some people go, oh, well, Microsoft is being pro-consumer because it's a shady way of getting you to separate you from your money. I say, great. Let them separate me from my money because that's what they're there for, right? <laughs> they're not there to make me feel good. They're there to separate me from my dough and not make me feel bad about it, right? Yeah. Same same thing here. They have put a smart, intelligent, you know, attractive, uh, 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 checks all the boxes, right? How many companies have those people available to be, to be put in that position because of that shadiness? How many people have that? Many people, when, when, when the whole BLM thing started, many people started hunting down for the voices of color to come and represent them. You know what I'm right. saying? They already mm -hmm. had this person. They've had this person for a while now. They've been grooming her for a while now. And you see her taking pole position more and more now for various reasons. It could be the shadiness of, oh, you know, let's, let's bring somebody out there so we see that, you know, we're not like them. Sure, it could be that, you know, and a lot of people go right there as soon as we, we say anything good about them. Yeah. Even in that world, good on you, Microsoft. You're putting your best foot forward. Yes, <laughs> you're show you're showing us how it's done. You're putting yes. somebody in p position who who we don't usually see, and she's good at her job. We can all see that, and we can all understand where she's coming from because she speaks a language that we understand as gamers. So I say yes. to that, 
you know, uh, boom, I hear you. She, she, she is very dangerous. There will be a, there will be a world in which, you know, as we're talking about multiverses in, in, in the entertainment world we live, there is a multiverse in which she is the, the head of Xbox. There really is. I'm, I'm sure of that because she's quite capable. You know what yeah. she said when she came to the to the show. I actually watched that interview. It, you know, it's it's the boilerplate stuff. It's if you've been paying any attention, you know what this is. You know, hey, if you're if you're an inside, if you're a person trying to build a game, you know, you go to the inside uh, the 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 idea at Xbox website. They literally handhold you through the whole process of bringing your game to the console. Every piece of the puzzle. They they got they got dev kits for you. They got resources for you. You know, and and this wasn't in my opinion from what i saw this wasn't just to deliver that information it wasn't only about delivering that information it was also about delivering that information from a person who you yourself wouldn't regularly see delivering that information right uh we we had this rich uh, and and every time i say it we always have to we always have to uh preface it by saying People have their opinions of the man. Jason Schreier recently wrote an article about a new about a new uh, uh, studio that came right, and yeah. I'm looking forward to whatever happens there. More studios means more games. Very very stereotypical look of said studio, right? And yeah. to the point where it also caused a bit of stir, right? This stuff matters. That's all there is to it. This stuff matters. 100%. So. You know, could they have let Aaron come out and, and say those words? Could Chris Charla have been, been the one to say those words? Because it's his program. But they chose to let Sarah Bond be the one to the, from the more official perspective to, to say those words, right? I, I see some go, hmm, in, in a kind of a, I see <laughs> what you're doing. Kind of way. You know, yeah, I see what they're doing in that kind of way. But to me, I say, good on you. Just like, Just as you can say, hey, you know, PlayStation's very aggressive in their marketing that, you know, this game is coming out, but they didn't tell you that it's coming to PS4 just so you could buy a PS5. They're being aggressive in their marketing. This is good. Yeah, this is Microsoft being aggressive in their marketing. They're showing you a person of color who's very capable at her job, bringing her front and center to counteract some of this narrative that's going on right now, which we've yeah. already discussed. Yeah. Good on them for doing it. Do Black better Rome. with... Real oh, please, quick, please. Black Ronin 350, uh, 357 in the chat says, Sarah Bond is an Xbox executive bay. Brains, beauty, disarmingly ruthless in the boardroom. Indeed, check, check, check. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. Well said, Ronan. Yes. Do better with where she is brought out to speak on said stuff because that wasn't the, that wasn't, wasn't the hotness. We've already established that. But the fact that she is now becoming more and more the face of it, I think is great. Also, and just to counteract certain narratives out there, also people put Pete Hines out there. That man can speak. He's great. He, at what he is does. a force. You know, uh, that's to be right. reckoned with. So it's, yeah. it's so it's not just about oh yeah, put the person of color out there, girl. Da 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 da. Put the people who are good at what they do in that company and let them speak. Todd you know, Howard, had, or should I say, God Howard? God Howard, exactly, yes. exactly. You know, Praise we've had old man. blood in the environment for a while now. You know, uh, 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 Larry Herb, all of them. I love seeing them. We need some new blood, and this I is agree. new blood, and it's new diversified blood, and I think it's great. You know That's who? Me. You know, you know what other no new blood they need? They need someone called Mr. Boomstick XL to be a part of Xbox. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll co-sign. I'll co-sign, for I sure. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, yeah. You know what? Let's Joe, let's get your opinion on this. Obviously, yeah. from a from a PR management perspective, I, I know that oh, there's the, 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 the lead of the, of the conversation. You'd be like, yeah, they're checking the boxes. A female. She's African-American. She's a, a prominent. But I, I, 
that, that is if you want to downplay the conversation, you sure. can do that. I don't think it's what they're doing because, like I said, she's smart. Do you understand uh, that she? If you if you've ever listened to her speak, she's so on point. She's so uh, in touch with what's going on. She's not reading from a card. She she's actually speaking because she understands it. Where do you fall with the interview? But more so, Sarah Bond as uh, a, a representation of Xbox. Awesome. Keep it up. Yeah. I don't want to see Aaron. <laughs> I don't want to see Pete. <laughs> I want to see faces that are different. I'm, yes. I mean it wholeheartedly. No, no. I, uh, when people are like, oh, they're putting it out her because, you know, because of the color of her skin. All right, cool. Keep it coming. I want more of this. Um, you know, for 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 way too long, I've seen just a bunch of white dudes on stage. It's time for something different. And I I I, I very much appreciate Sarah Bond. Um, because yeah, she she is what what Kiyosate has said. She, yeah, she's an, uh, an amazing and intelligent. When you hear her speak, mm-hmm. I mean, you can just see the boards that she's on. It's passion. That's what I'm always looking for. Yep. I'm looking for someone that is passionate about this thing and knowledgeable about this thing. And she is all of that. And yeah, yeah, there are definitely people that it's a, you know. Put it. That's like the only reason because she's there is because of BLM or because she's a woman. It's like okay, and if that's the case, it's fine. Again, because like more girls are gonna, there there are more. First off, there are more females than ever in gaming. And there's going to continue to be more uh, amazing uh, females in gaming, and they, I, I think I can speak for the ladies when I say I think we could see we should be seeing more of them in more respected and, and prominent positions. Well, I mean, just take a look at how far we've come as an industry. Just ten years ago, we had booth babes, right? Like yes, like girls scantily clad dude. right next to your yes. game, so a bunch of dudes could just go over and maybe play the game. Um, so it's awesome to see that again, ten years plus, we've gotten to this point where it's like, no, we can have a, a woman there that is on stage as prominent as following uh the the footsteps of 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 or right next to people like phil spencer that's awesome and again need to see more of it want to yeah. see more of it yeah um so uh the one thing that i i would say to to the whole thing of like you know could she be the the future yeah like definitely there's a there's a multiverse where that's that's a thing and and i think it usually ceos have or people in that position have you know the short list but there are the people that they groom for those positions so like tim cook was the was the person bef- uh following you know steve yeah. jobs around so that you understood how that person thought and the culture that they try to uh promote or trying to promote in their company so seeing that that's awesome. And Sarah Bond, she, she's a great voice um, in the industry. And honestly, one of my favorites, because, yeah, you can see that there's passion there. And there's just a, a layer of, uh, of I, I hate, so the only word I, is a Colbert word I'll use, truthiness about her that we don't <laughs> see in a lot of, like uh, we don't see in a lot of execs. Yes. And, and that's that's honestly if there is the my favorite thing about Xbox it's not the box it's actually just how um open all their people in charge are you know to the community so that yeah bring her out more it's great yeah no, I bring absolutely. more people that that are different as well 
as you know, he takes uh, off the marketing glasses. <laughs> yeah, as I take it, as I take off the marketing glasses, you know, like their CEO, I believe, is is Indian. Like, get, get, let's see more Indian representation. Yeah, let's, yeah, you know, let's see some more African representation. Let's see more Asian representation. Let's see it, man. Gamers, gamers are are all different, you know, colors Guys, and creeds, and shapes, and sexes, yeah. and religions. Yeah, I one hundred percent, and I, I support that one thousand percent. Uh, great stuff as always. Mav, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Sarah Bond, a force to be reckoned with for sure. Loved what she had to say. Some people think, oh, you know, she's just towing the company line, boom. But you know what? With her, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, listen, they, it's, a, it's a company, folks. People are going to talk for their company. That is what they are paid to do. But when Phil gets out on there and, he, and, and he's talking, we, we love Phil because of how, like, real he is. Uh, Zemi, I'm going to come back to you, brother. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten you. Um, and uh, but I, I, again, I big fan of her. Love that she's getting out with getting out there with the community, and uh, and uh, love what she had to say. Where, where do you fall with Sarah Bond and what she's been able to bring to the table for Xbox proper? I think it's she's been excellent so far because whenever she's on stage or presenting or or uh, talking, it's just always comes through concise and clear to the point. She knows what she's talking about. She's it gets the point across and she's been doing a good job. I mean, uh, I think we've been come uh, familiar with her for the last like two years or so. It seems like just more prominent, more prominent, more, more visible. Uh, it seems like at every single thing uh, for Microsoft lately, um, there's a lot of people that say that whole stuff about, Hey, She's only in this position because she's diverse. You know what I mean? Well, come on. You know, people have been asking and clamoring for more diversity in executive positions at these companies for a long time. And you get somebody that's actually qualified and doing a great job and is put in that stance. You're going to say the only reason they're there is because they're diverse. No, it's it makes sense. It's a good thing for that to happen. And it's also a good thing that it is who she is because she is extremely qualified. It is. I'm sick of actually seeing people that are qualified being kept down. And that's what's not happening here. This is somebody that's overqualified. You, you went through her credentials there. Boom. I mean, you're talking about Harvard and all these other things and working at all these different positions and doing all these other things that are very noteworthy and doing a great job at her job with Microsoft and do, and becoming more prominent. It, as far as like what color her skin is, what uh, sex she is, or also uh, if she's attractive or not, none of that stuff matters, right? What matters yeah. is that she's qualified, right? And she does check those boxes, which is good for the industry, right? That I don't believe in any way that's the only reason she is there. I think it is good on Microsoft, and I hope we see more of this within Microsoft and other companies where they get rid of those barriers and they stop making this um, like, hey, country, old white man country club uh, type offices right i i mean we know we know we know what we're talking know what we're talking about here when we say that this stuff happens right you see these pictures of these executive offices these boardrooms right all these things when you have 20 white guys sitting around a table right it's just it's just unfortunately that's the world we live in if the if things become more diverse in the creation of these games 
the the heads of these studios, the heads of the publishers all across the board, we're going to get more diverse experiences. We're going to get better games. Yeah. We're going to get a lot of different stuff. Do should we put people in positions that have not that don't have credentials or have not earned that? No, but this is not that case. This person yeah. is well above qualified and in fact there are many others that deserve this opportunity as well. So uh that's just my my stance on that stuff, but as far as as uh she goes, man, it, like I, I think they got somebody special. Uh now it's going to be hard to keep her, right? They got to yeah. make, make some promises because you know, she's making a, a name for herself right now. Um, and there's a lot of companies looking for CEOs. So, you know, that's new be- executives. Sarah Bond. Yeah. Listen, you know what? I, again, it could I, happen. I, yeah, it could happen. But I, I think that, you know, she understands I mean, it's business, right, folks? It's, it's business. Uh, but, you know, what? Let, let, let's get Zemi's opinion on it. Zemi, from from yeah. perspective of and, and we love how you come at these topics, you know, again, Gamer, sure. Xbox fan, sure. But, you know, you you, you do approach these uh, topics from a, a mature mindset. Where did you fall with Sarah Bond's present with, presence within the Xbox community? I mean, she's certainly uh, making ground, being uh, as active as she has been on social media, specifically on Twitter. Uh, we know that she's qualified. I mean, I just re- I read her qualifications. And I mean, again, all you got to do is listen to her speak and you're like, yep. She is sharp as attack. Where do you feel with Sarah Sarah Bond for of, of of Xbox? Yeah, no, I mean, I I, I like her. I think she's doing a, a a banger of a job. I'll I'll, I'll use that word. Oh, I don't think, Joe, I, I don't think anyone said that so far today. So <laughs> no, no, I, let, I, I for like fifty dollars. I'm tired of it. Yeah, let, let's get it in there. Banger. I think she's doing a banger of a job. Um, the level of transparency that 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 she you know puts out there, I, I think is great, and I think it's very very similar to what we see with uh, you know Phil Spencer. Yes. Just the level of openness and and honesty and so on and so forth. I also really like how you know uh, she she goes and she puts herself out there on social media. You know, it's it's something that we have seen a lot of the higher ups at uh, at Xbox do, and and you know I, I just think overall it makes the brand feel a lot more human, right? And natural and, 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 you know, that they are pretty much the same as us. Whereas, you know, I think in previous years, um, you know, 2013, um, Don metrics, for instance, you know, it it felt like more of a walled garden. Like they only came out to talk to us peasants whenever they needed to. Whereas today it's, it, it feels a lot different. And I think more importantly, I really like how she has, uh, you know, really adapted herself to this situation, right? Where, you know, it, it, you know, just because it's the company ideology doesn't mean that you have to adopt it, right? Or, or, or that, you know, you do so as willingly as what Sarah Bond seems to have done, right? Um, so, so I like that as well as, you know, she's on the same exact, you know, uh, she's on the same, you know, board with 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 everyone else, right? You know, she's not going out and doing some wacky, crazy things, uh, and and I really, really like that. You know, she's sticking close to what the overall goals of Xbox, you know, are, and she's not deviating from that path. Um, which I think, you know, um, I, I don't know if Sony's still having that issue, but it kind of seemed like. Uh, that was an issue for Sony a little bit ago with there being a real divide and what the company should kind of do at the time. 
Um, overall, I, I think that she's, you know, great at her job. She hasn't shown me anything that, that I, you know, fundamentally disagreed with and so on and so forth. And to kind of touch on like the whole diversity talk and the only reason she's in the position is because, you know, of the color of her skin or whatever other, you know, uh, dumb label we're going to put on it. You know, I, I, I disagree with that, you know, and I, and I kind of, you know, fall in the same boat as, as, as Mav a little bit, you know, it doesn't matter the color of her skin. It doesn't I matter, agree. you know, uh, what she looks like on a camera. It doesn't matter anything, right? All, all that matters is really, you know, fundamentally, her, you know, her uh, qualifications, right? Um, and I think that that's the most important thing. And, and yep. you know, just glancing at her LinkedIn profile, you know, uh, one degree from Harvard, another one from Yale uh, and, and having, you know, um, great leadership roles prior at, you know, for instance, T-Mobile. I think that she's more than qualified for the role that she has right now. And she's obviously doing the job very, very well. So, um, you know, I, I think she's doing an excellent job. 100%. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, I think that she probably is a candidate to, uh, you know, on the list of people who could possibly replace Phil Spencer if he ever moved on or retired or so on and so, uh, so on and, you know, so forth. Um, but also with Mav, I kind of also just, you know, agree with him. They, they, they better take care of her, right? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, new opportunities open up all the time. Like he said, you know, she is uh, getting a lot of publicity for her good for her good work. And, you know, it's not uncommon to see uh, a vice president uh, for Xbox, you know, or Microsoft leave to go to another company. Uh, here really, really recently in the last uh, probably, I think, two, three years, we saw Mike Yabara yes. uh, leave to go to Blizzard. And, Blizzard. and of course, you know, now he, uh, to bring them back up, now I think he's co-leading Blizzard, um, which, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> is a great opportunity for him, but also <laughs> something I wouldn't want right now. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, you know, new opportunities open up and, and it wouldn't be, you know, impossible to see her, you know, jump to another company to get into a higher position, making more money and so on and so forth. So, you know, they, they definitely Jeff better. Rubenstein came from PlayStation to Xbox. It yeah. 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 You know, people leave companies all the time for a variety of different reasons. Uh, and, you know, it's, you know, you know, a lot of the times it's, it's to better themselves, which, you know, is, is, is respectable. Yeah. Well, listen, again, hopefully they do keep her. Hopefully yeah. uh, she remains at Xbox. I think she's a presence to be reckoned with for sure. I love the work that she's doing. That's why I wanted to talk about what she had to say at the indie event, but plus what she has been doing recently. I want to move on to the back for blood topic folks listen with the back for blood beta now over the incredible positive response suggests that the spiritual successor to left for dead is going to be a huge hit when it releases on october 12th of 2021 right before halloween but it's it's insertion into xbox game pass is the story here now this story i pulled from another site that i love Gaming Boat, they had a nice uh, a, a nice write up of what the uh, the head of the Turtle Rock Studio executive producer Matt Driscoll or Matt O'Driscoll uh, had to say about Back for Blood's release directly into Game Pass. And this is uh, he. I mean, again, he had some really interesting uh, things to say. Now, look, obviously, being a multiplayer centric game, it goes without saying that Back for Blood 
is going to need a significant amount of players from its get-go. Now, I think personally that people were going to run out and buy this game simply because it is the team that brought us, obviously, Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 on the Xbox 360. Those games were very popular with multiplayer and even single-player guys like myself alike. Uh, and I think this is going to be, I think they really are knocking it out of the park with that that new school aspect, but the old school feel of Left 4 Dead. Well, it's what Driscoll had to say about Xbox Game Pass. That's interesting. He says, yeah, day one launching on Game Pass, that's going to be kind of crazy, right? Uh, we need a player pool. So that's why uh, that, that, uh, so that, that we've gotten matches going on all the time. I think we got a player pool, a player pool from day one. I forgot what the numbers are for for Game Pass, but I think it's 20 million plus users right now. I think they'll have access to our game from day one, which is kind of mind blowing. I never launched a game that's uh, that had that kind of accessibility from day one. He also adds that the development team really didn't have to make any monster changes to the game because it's going into Xbox Game Pass and keeping that in mind. According to him and the report, signing the deal was pretty straightforward. Uh, a pretty was a pretty straightforward process. We didn't really. We just saw we we just thought it was kind of super cool for us. They didn't want, according to him, uh, they didn't uh, have to pivot too much in order to get this into Xbox Game Pass. There was no, oh, hey, we're going to go on Xbox Game Pass and we've got to support this or we've got to do this. He said the deal was struck with Microsoft just based on the fact that Microsoft wanted the game that they were making and they wanted to help them promote it as best as they could. I mean, listen, I didn't get a chance to play the uh, the beta. I did have someone in the community send me the uh, get, get me a beta code. I'm going to while you guys are talking, I'm going to look up his name so I can give him a shout out. What wound up happening is there was just too much going on in the day. And by the time I finally uh, downloaded it, the beta was over. It's fine. I know I'm in there day one. Uh, Zemi Games, let's get your opinion. You love scary games. If everyone knows Zemi Games, he loves horror games <coughs> as much as the next guy. But this isn't a horror game. This is a game that you can team up with your friends, i.e. me and rest of the people in the community. Are you going to be a day one player of the Left for Dead successor known as Back for Blood? Well, boom, as you know, I am a coward. Uh... <laughs> I've made I've made this stance very very public many times, uh, and if this game was single player, I wouldn't touch it. But it's not. It it is co op, and 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 that's how I will play a, a scary game, if you will. Um, I, I I I'm really really excited for it. Like you, <clears throat> I haven't played the beta, um, but I am going to be in there day one because it is into Game Pass, and and I think that that was an extremely, extremely smart decision from the developers to put this title into Game Pass because, you know, I, the, the games like this are very, very, very reliant. Uh, and for instance, Left 4 Dead was very, uh, very reliant on on the multiplayer, right? On having that constant player pool coming in, have, always having somebody to play with and people to match make with and so on and so forth. And... <clears throat> I think, you know, a game like this, it's kind of a no-brainer to, to you know, throw into Game Pass for that reason. Um, and, and I think that we're going to see a lot of people 
you know, sign up for Game Pass for this game. I think yeah. we're going to see, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, and of course, all, everyone that already has it is is going to be playing it. Um, but the magic of it is, is that Game Pass is going to help this game so, so, so very much, right? I mean, imagine it, you know, um, we all have friends online, but, you know, every, you know, it's kind of hard to get every single game, $60. But whenever your friend says, hey, come play this new awesome you know, a uh, zombie shooter with me, all you have to do is go pay $10. You know, that's, and by the way, you also get 200 plus other games. I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic sale. So I, I think that this is going to do great numbers for, uh, you know, the actual game itself, but I think it's also going to do really, really well for game pass and getting those new subscribers in. Um, I, I also really, really like the comment of, you know, we didn't really have to change anything with the game to get it into Game Pass. I think that that's a really, really uh, strong, you know, point of what Xbox is doing, right? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, we, the, the, the way that they have everything set up, you know, just seems really, really well organized. For instance, and like uh, smart delivery, right? You know, there's not really anything developers have to do on on the back end. It's you know, it seems like for that to be you know implemented. Um, and then also, you know, having uh, Xbox, you know, just just naturally increase, you know, improve games. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, uh, bump the game up to 4K, add in extra frame rates for like these really really old games. The you know the developer a lot of the times doesn't even have to do anything for that. So I I think the way that Xbox has set up, you know, an organized Game Pass is fantastic. And I also think that it's going to do really, really great numbers for both the game and, and Xbox uh, for Back for Blood being uh, in, in Game Pass. I'm very excited to, you know, give it a go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kea Sanzo, let's bring you in on the conversation. Uh, you know, Zemi said something pr pretty interesting. And I think one that almost rings true with anything that happens with Xbox Game, ba game Pass specifically is, will a game like Back for Blood be one of those beacons to get people to invest in the service and the answer is absolutely it is a triple a yes turtle rock small studio but this is a triple a game this is a game that is going to ring uh, it's it's going to really excite a lot of the multiplayer uh fans out there again this this fall is loaded with multiplayer games but this is a different type of multiplayer game this is when you get you get with your buddies and you and you just have these wild romps and because this it's not just running from one save room to another you're upgrading they added this upgrade system with your scopes and your stats and it's not an rpg but it's they have these cards that you can you that you can drop which is really interesting again very different from the left for dead before them i love what they're doing with it do you think this is one of those games outside of the AAA bombs from first party that could really make people run out and buy? I mean, I, I, and get invested into Xbox Game Pass. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We were having this conversation a little while ago, actually. Remember, we, we were talking about how Microsoft doesn't doesn't do a good job in, in the promotion and all of that. What was the other game that was really big in the in the multiplayer space that that kind of blew up on Game Pass? Um, EA game dodgeball. Oh, uh, so yes, uh, yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, I saw that at play on the uh, Nintendo presentation. Blew up on on Game Pass. We didn't even see much marketing from Game Pass about it, but it blew up on Game Pass. This 
is 100% in that wheelhouse, 100%. You know, this is what I think Battlefield could have been. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, join us. We, we're sure you'll love it, but if you're not sure, this this will put you over the edge. You know, you get to jump in without without that that initial monetary monetary lift. So it kind of it, it it bypasses all of your potential. Oh, I'm not so sure. You know, and of course, you know, everybody's talking about this being a spiritual successor, uh, Turtle Rock. They literally made Left for Dead. Right? Yes, they made Left for Dead with Valve. Like it's not. Oh, well, some guys, no, no, these are the guys who made the game you love originally. And because they are not allowed to call it that because they're no longer affiliated with, with that company, mm-hmm. they are now making the same game, only the next version of it, calling it something else. So it's like, you want them to make something, this is what you wanted them to make. And you don't want anybody else but them making this yep. because this is their game. They're making a new version of, you know, uh, as as with Zemi, I'm also not not the biggest fan of uh, of uh, scary games. You know, I don't call myself a coward, but I'm not doing scary games. Screw that. What what cured me of that problem was was uh, was Resident Evil in VR. Never again. Nope, not doing it. But this game, oh yeah, you know, get some of the crew together. You watch my back, I watch yours. We'll, we'll mow down some zombies. Redfall kind of sort of, you know, vibes. I'm thinking yeah. maybe when it comes, you know. I'm I'm solely looking forward to this. And and to what you were saying, Boom, very good point. This is what gets people. It's not that, oh, we have this Halo size game or we have this, you know, it's death by a thousand cuts. It's we may not have the greatest games out there, or maybe this this is a very, very competitive season, which we we see it's going to be with all the free to plays and, and all the amazing games. This this system here has Left for Dead on Game Pass, has Halo on game pass has all these these other games that you've heard of that you want to play in this very very uh, uh very uh, competitive landscape they have them there with very little uplift for you as a consumer right so for them i think this is a perfect move you know it, it'll be interesting what the competitors and that when i say competitors i mean switch i mean playstation i mean pc i mean anybody else that's trying to steal your eyeballs for their game it'll be interesting how they counteract this narrative this christmas because all of the weight seems to be on the Xbox's side right now. Uh, I posted something in, in some of the private rooms, which I think some of you guys will see. Uh, they don't have that much to offer, PlayStation does, this this season. It's it's really sparse. So I wonder what they're going to do. You know, this is a very intelligent move on Xbox's part, you know, offering the bag or, or coming to some kind of Game Pass uh, conclusion. Because, yeah, you can play this anywhere. But this is just a little bit of the nudge needed to go... I might want to play on this side where all of this included with all these other things are also offered to me at the same price. You know, yeah. it's it's a very good move. And I, for one, I'm looking forward to it this 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 uh, Christmas. Anybody who wants to game, you know, you, you know, my you know, my handle. We're going to be getting getting into it uh, this uh, this Christmas with this for sure. I loved the demo. I, I, I played like the hell out of it. It was, it was absolutely awesome. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Joe, let's get your opinion on this, because obviously back for blood is going to be released mm-hmm. on the xbox it's going to be released yeah. on the playstation yeah. and of course on pc but for xbox gamers uh who have who support xbox game pass you're getting you all you have to do is press download or pre-install yep. it and download it uh d- d- is this the type of game to move numbers for xbox game pass could we see microsoft uh see an influx of new subscribers bringing them past the magic 30 million that they i think they're going to hit by end of year 
Yeah. This is definitely a thing. Um, first, this game needs Game Pass more than Game Pass needs this game. Uh, 100%. Um, so, like, when you take a look at this fall, you got Battlefield. Loaded. You got yeah. Call of Duty. You got Halo. Uh, all of these multiplayer first-person games. Now, that said, you know, Black for Blood is not, uh, you know, competitive in that nature. But what those games all have is that that moment to own the scene so in conversation so the one thing that i think game pass has shown is with games like um oh my goodness what, what was the square enix game that just got a patch oh you're, you're talking about uh outriders outriders, yeah. outriders there you go yes. so games like outriders even games like mlb the show that are like first on the platform or oh. are new ips or relatively new ips um the, this is a great opportunity for them to gain a fan base instantaneously right because everybody knows uh sequels sell better than their predecessor so this is a great way of having an instant install base to play this game so that is what i, I first and foremost that's you know this game coming out so soon or so close to games like battlefield it's a risk you know this holiday is going to be really competitive so to me i take a look at like what i've played in the beta it was a it was a fine game like i'm not here telling you it was like the the best thing since sliced bread it's it's left for dead it's unapologetically just more left for dead which when i say that it's not a slight on the game it's great. I love Left 4 Dead. I have a very intimate relationship with that series. So I, I love it. So to me, this is, this is great news for the developers because yeah, they have an instant fan base that they don't have to worry about going up against, you know, this holiday season. It's kind of off their plate and it's good for Microsoft because they probably didn't have to spend that much to get it, uh, theoretically. So this is just a win-win for both. To me, it, you know, it, yeah, it, will it get people on the Game Pass bandwagon? Absolutely. But to me, it's more of a in addition of, right? So, like, in addition of Halo and the the free, you know, what is it, like 20 plus hours of Battlefield and whatever other Game Pass games that are going to be coming out, this is here as well. It's kind of telling you it's the That's addition of, like, cuts. Yeah, absolutely. Like, hey, this holiday season, all you need is an Xbox or not even just game pass and you got these really awesome games here and so yeah to me uh I, again I'm, I'm really enjoying my game uh I'm, i've enjoyed my time with back for blood and i think this is a really awesome shot in the arm that it'll definitely it'll definitely need that being said everybody i i want to keep energy here because i'll be downloading this guy on game pass and probably also buying it on playstation because i'm that type of person that loves trophies and i have a problem i understand that i have a problem with getting platinum trophies, but damn it, I have a very strong affinity for Left 4 Dead. So I, I, I have to support these devs to the absolute fullest, or I feel incomplete. You know. So yeah. Good on good on these guys. Honestly, goodness. This is a this is a great deal. This is a, a good get for Microsoft. And hopefully people in the beta see that as well. I would love a, a maybe like an extension of the beta for people that have Game Pass. Yeah, that's interesting. I like. That'd be pretty I, dope. Yeah, yeah, that would be kind of dope. Even uh, if it's just a day or two, that'd be really cool. Uh, no, no, make it a week. Sorry, no, make it <laughs> okay. make it a week. Make, make me feel special, Mav. Let's get your opinion on this, brother. And we'll get everyone out of here. We're closing in on the two hour mark. 
Uh, Back for Blood, a big get for Xbox. Uh, apparently, thanks uh, thanks to the information from the developer, signing the Xbox Game Pass deal super easy. Microsoft says, hey, we want your game. We're going to support it. We're going to put it out there. We're going to do some advertising. And they've been doing that. And listen, the, the, the reality is they didn't have to do much. All they have to say is, hey, the, from the folks that brought you Left for Dead back for blood, it's everyone's going to be. But I, I think this is one of this is one of those situations that even if you are a multiple console owner, like say you own a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox, if you were on the fence about Xbox Game Pass, this is one of those titles I think get you to pull the trigger. Where do you fall? It's big, big for both the game and Xbox? Yeah, it's, it really helps these kind of games take off uh, with Game Pass, especially that are focused on co-op multiplayer or, or competitive multiplayer. Um, for example, um, I bought tribes of midgard on playstation and I, I keep begging joe to play it with me but you know i can't get i can't get a group together man it's just like it's i, I don't know where their people are at where's the people at playing tribes of midgard that was marketed by playstation you know like where where, where are you at i, I want to play the game um but again a game for real though like <laughs> i was gonna say instead of apex let's do it tribes of midgard <laughs> yeah we'll do it next time <laughs> game pass automatically you know like I, everybody on my friends list i think has game pass you know what i mean which means everybody on my friends list is going to have access to back for blood so it can be just that hey uh what do y'all want to do right now hey let's play back for blood okay and like you do a, a, a quick run 20 minutes had a blast guys i gotta head out you know what i mean things like yeah. that help build an audience or a game because one of those people you invited may have never played the game before. They may now be addicted to Back for Blood. You know what I mean? Like um, things like this immediately help that player base. So it's built for Game Pass. Now, is Game Pass? Does that mean that only games like this should be on Game Pass? No, I, Game Pass is also about about variety. But just something about this type of game specifically fits really well with the service. And this game in particular also has a lot of appeal to where I think it is going to drive people to the service, like you were saying, Boom, because of that history with Left 4 Dead. And uh, it's a talented studio. You know, if you even go back to look at the big, remember, everybody remember the big game that was going to come and it had all this marketing behind it. And there was this uh, this presentation, these trailers that caught everybody by surprise. And it was like one of the most anticipated games but it just didn't click with people. And that was evolved, right? Yes. Um, yes. Well, it just didn't click. Now, the game was... And they made that too, didn't they? They, they sure yeah. did. They that. Mm. This was an extremely well-made game. It looked great. It played well. It had good graphics. It, there's a lot of things about it. It just wasn't... Like, it didn't click. It just didn't, like, resonate with people, right? So th- they went back to their roots. They were like, hey... Hey, are you going to sue us if we make a Left 4 Dead clone? You know, like, don't sue us. Come on, let's let us make a Left 4 Dead clone. You know, let it, we're just going to, it's going to be Left 4 Dead, but we're not going to call it Left 4 Dead. We're just going to keep pouring, you know, to be back for blood, you know. Um, They went back to their roots and are making this, which is what everybody wanted from them. And it feels, when I've been playing it, it feels like Left 4 Dead, but modernized, you know, yeah. it's like a modernized version of it. There's some things I maybe liked a little bit better from Left 4 Dead, but there's also things I like better from this. 
You know what I mean? I like, I think Left 4 Dead had more of that eerie, creepy aesthetic. This is more action gore in a way. Like, um, I miss the wit. I miss the witch so far. You know, I miss that crying witch hearing it in the background. Like, oh, where, where, where is she? <laughs> where is she? <laughs> you know, like, uh, the second you heard that, it was like, hey, everybody, where's the witch? You know, uh, I miss that kind of stuff. But this game feels really good. The guns feel great. It plays well. Um, and it, man, it, that difficulty jump between the default and then the middle. Oh, that's an intense jump already. Right. Like yeah. they immediately hit you with that challenge. So there's going to be a lot of replayability in this. And with this, another thing real quick before we get out of here, the um, thing about Game Pass 2, it can keep this game alive longer. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Absolutely. Right? So you may potentially see more campaigns come out for this. This game could live five, ten years from now, right? And where you see it just keep evolving as long as the player base stays, right? Because that's what's going to that's what's going to be uh, determined with the success of this. So, yeah, I honestly, pass for the long term. Yeah, obviously, Mav, I think that's what the biggest strength of Game Pass is. Like, we talk about like Tribes of Midgar, right? Which is, you know, a, a game on PlayStation, PS4, PC, whatever have you. And that game requires having not just one or two people, it requires having a lot more people. Um, when it comes to Back for Blood as well, like you're not playing that by yourself. That that game is really a game that you want to be playing with, you know, uh, two or three other people with you. You know, that's that's the strength of Game Pass with there is no really quote unquote commitment or risk that you're taking. That's why I'm saying it's it's so important for this game to be on Game Pass because hey, how many people are going to be you know, partitioning their money out uh, to certain areas this holiday season. A lot of people, most yes. people, right? Yep. Where this kind of eliminates that. I think Game Pass really works great for the indies and for games like this that rely on that fan base for those, you know, for for the the quick load times, quick finding a match type of type of games. And that's really what's going to help this game out this holiday. Absolutely. So yeah, I I, I agree wholeheartedly. Oh, and one more thing, Joe. Next time we're still gonna play Apex. Yeah. We got three Absolutely. wins. We got I know three. we're doing good. And I was really tired last round. We still won. So look at that. Hey, look, look at, at that. The Joe skills are legendary, folks. The guy is a. Le- he's a. He, if you're gonna have a Halo team, you gotta you gotta pick him. He is yeah, skill, skills at being carried. Uh, yeah. Don't pick Luke Lore though. According to Joe. this guy, this guy, <laughs> I, I got the. I have receipts, Mav. You know me. <laughs> I, I know. Hey, we don't, don't show any of those clips. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, listen, folks, thank you so much for coming out. We had almost 300 people here today. Uh, Hopefully you had as much fun as we did. We were all laughing. We opened up with some serious talk. uh, And I think everyone really knocked it out of the park. Everyone, I think, was even in the chat. Listen, if you're going to buy the games, good on you, man. Uh, I'm not going to hate you or dislike you or block you or mute you because you are. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But I'm glad that we were able to sit down as grown men and discuss a very, very multi-layered uh, topic and knock it out of the park. I, I, I'm, I'm very proud of how we handle it. I want to thank all the Super Chats that have come in. There's quite a few of them. Thank you so much for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, we're going to be doing, uh, come the fall, lots of giveaways uh, in both the Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick. We do that every year. This will be the fourth year in a row. And, of course, we're going to be doing several other giveaways of the Boom's Birthday Bash, which it's my birthday, but you guys get the prizes, and uh, we'll be doing making some announcements to that. And, of course, if we do hit 
10,000 subscribers in 2021. We are giving away two monster prizes, a Series X with a year of Game Pass and a Series S with a year of Game Pass. And that is coming directly out of Mrs. and Mr. Boomstick's pocket. Uh, We are paying for that. Uh, And the Super Chats help fund these kinds of giveaways. And uh, if you're new, I want to say, and you enjoyed the program, please consider subscribing to the channel. Hit the like button if you, of course, are already subscribed. And let's get to the outros. I'm going to start first with Zemi Games. Zemi, thank you for joining us today. You are now a part of the Tuesday show. And, of course, you did double duty just like Mav. Thanks for joining us. Tell Tell everyone about the Constant Gamer Dot com and more importantly where could people subscribe to your youtube channel and reach out to you for a conversation on social media well boom thank you so much man and uh thanks for throwing out the bat signal so i could uh come back and revisit thursday's show um, it. <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, if you guys want to check me out online uh you can find my youtube channel it's called constant gamer uh, I do a bunch of gaming content, uh, gaming news, theory videos, reviews, um, let's plays, so on and so forth. And once again, that's constant gamer that you can find. You know, go check out the YouTube channel, watch some content if you like it. You know, maybe hit that subscribe button. Uh, and then you guys can also uh, find me on Twitter. That is at Zimmy Games, uh, and I pretty much post just the typical stuff that you would you know expect any you know online content creator to post on Twitter. Uh, but if you want to follow me there at Zimmy Games, uh, boom! Thank you so much, man. See you, uh, you next Tuesday. Yes, definitely. Uh, we can't wait for next Tuesday show. Real quick, folks, uh, before we get to the rest of the outros, a uh, couple of program updates. Uh, Breakfast with Boom, which is the Friday morning show, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, is taking a bit of a hiatus. Uh, two weeks off. Uh, tomorrow, I got to help Joe. I'm going to say my Josie, my, uh, Mrs. Boomstick, with something at work. Uh, and I'm going to take the, the morning off for myself. I'm going to play some games, sit down, have a nice breakfast, and just chill. I need to recharge the batteries. I've been running at 100 miles an hour for what seems like the entire 21 campaign. And next week, Mrs. Boom is off. So only two shows next week. Monday's Primetime Gaming. Tuesday's Xbox Factor Podcast. And the rest of the week, I'm taking off Mrs. Boom's to have some day trips. We're going to be getting up at 445 in the morning at least three days next week to do our hikes that uh that we love doing i know i know you're shaking your head joe we do our five vacation yeah i know but she she wants this on her she wants to do it because this weekend my nephew's coming over and we're gonna be spending some time with family so she wants we're not going to do the walking this week she's like you know what i'm on vacation next week we'll get three days maybe four depending on and next week's weather is going to be mint so when we go out it's and it's five in the morning it's like low like high 60s which is great walking weather, folks. But mm. yeah, so just a, a, no breakfast with Boom for the next two weeks, uh, and next week you're only getting two shows. And then once uh, you know, w- w- once Mrs. Boom is back at work, and I'm back to putting, and I've rech- we both recharged our batteries. You'll be getting your four shows a week. But Kaysante, thank you so much for being here, brother. Tell everyone about the Gaming Circle podcast and on the real each and every week with, of course, your brother. The Everborn Saga, who sometimes seems like you guys are fighting, but you're really not. Talk about it, brother. Talk about it. Uh, well, th- thank you guys again. Uh, I, I usually don't get the benefit of uh, joining you guys during the day. My work week tends to be a bit uh, problematic, but today was a nice day for me. So I got to join you fine, fellas. I appreciate it. This was great. You know, as I said, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm always watching. Uh, I, I watch the Trophy Room religiously, you know, and, and I'm a big fan of Zemi as well. I, I, I watch the day shows all the time. Uh, a lot of people hate on you. I don't agree with that. That's, that's not good. You know. 
but yeah well thank you i, I appreciate, appreciate that all, i, I yes. appreciate the support yes i appreciate all of you guys and mav of course you know i'm always in your chat just just always chatting it up so thank you guys so much for for, for having me and, and you know uh, I, I enjoyed some of the hot takes I bring and, and, and you guys don't make me feel bad about it. So I appreciate that. Thank you guys. Uh, I, you can find me actually today, uh, funny enough, myself and uh, Mr. Everborn Saga, the slanderer himself, will be on the reel on his channel, EverbornSaga.com, uh, the Everborn Saga YouTube channel. We will be on the reel and we will be discussing what if. So it's going to be a barn burner of an episode. Uh, what if, for those who happen to be living under many rocks, is the Marvel's uh, 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 animated uh, animated uh, um, um, thing that that that's basically gonna gonna decide whether or not we we're all gonna see what we we've known and loved, or it's gonna take us in a completely different direction. And I have seen it three times. Uh, it the is first episode. Fan freaking fantastic! So good. Yes. yes, I am an Agent Carter stan, so I was there for it day one. I loved it. We're going to talk about it today. I'm sure there'll be some hot takes and Everborn will be wrong, but that's neither here nor there. Then comes Saturday where we will we will be on the, in the Gaming Circle podcast. We're still working some, some some things we'll be doing this week, but as we tend to do on the weekends, it tends to get a little salacious and slanderous as we as we always do. <laughs> I love salacious. We have a lot I of fun. That word. We have a lot of fun. Word. So, yes, yeah. come and join us. Uh, a lot of folks uh, signed up to the to the old Kasante YouTube channel which I so I, I I appreciate it so much. Most of you guys in this on this panel helped me get there. So thank you guys so much again. You know, uh, now well uh, a bunch of folks well in the deserved. chat, a bunch of folks like, checking out the videos now. I really appreciate it. If you haven't checked out checked it out, uh, uh, you can find me TKO Asante on Twitter. Uh, whenever we go live, you can come check it out. We have real talk. We enjoy ourselves. We have really hilarious conversations as you do as we do here. And we hope you guys will join us as well. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, and please get out there. Let's get let, he got to the one hundred, folks. Let's get him to one thousand. Uh, <laughs> the work that he does is fantastic. That's a magical number right now. We it, shall is. See. <laughs> it, 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 it is. It is. Listen again, folks. It's it's real hard to do this work. Uh, content creation is a very slippery slope because YouTube is vast. It's a lot of amazing creators uh, from all walks of life. And, uh, it, you know, trying to uh, garner an audience uh, is something that takes a lot of dedication uh, and a lot of hard work. And Keasante and, of course, Everborn bring that to mind each and every show that they do. So get out there and support our brothers. Joe, Mr. Badman. Yes. This is probably you probably have two shows left in you. Uh, yeah. before uh, before you uh, you know you, you step away you unlike Luke lore who which I'm gonna slam I'm gonna do some slanderous towards Luke he who hasn't come back yeah, he, he, has, he says boom I gotta go put on the big boy pants and I gotta teach kids and we love that he's a great he's a great educator yeah. but he hasn't come back as of yet and he's been asked and he said you know what boom I just don't have the time but Joe you're not gonna let boom down because you're my little no. brother you will right. return and of course, uh, give us your hot takes. Tell everyone yeah. the best, the best PlayStation show that I dare say gives Greg Miller nightmares. Oh no! I yes. think I think having a child's probably giving him nightmares. It would give Maybe me nightmares. Maybe that's giving him some more <laughs> nightmares. Give me but real I, I nightmares. think that Mr. Badbit is somewhere like high, is as a child in haver. I will say yes. It does give him nightmares. <laughs> Needless to say, continue. <laughs> but yeah, Joe, please talk about the yeah. trophy room. Uh, you and Kyle obviously do a great, great job each and every week. Yeah. Um, and um, 
love what you're doing on YouTube, but that is not your bread and butter. Your RSS feeds are where yeah. people are tuning into the, of course, trophy room. Talk about it, bro. Yeah, man. This week is uh, this one. This one, I said it on the show. I, I'm completing my podcast Exodia card. Uh, we got Greg Miller on the show a few months ago. Now we got my good buddy, Chris Johnson, former EGM, former Adult Swim Games, host of the Player One podcast on the show. Um, dare I say, it's, it's, it's usually the weeks where you typically think is a little slower, where it's really some of the best episodes of the Trophy Room Lie, where this week we talk about Sony purchasing Crunchyroll, what they may possibly mean for PlayStation Plus down the line. We talk about Blue Box Studios abandoned their reveal. <laughs> oh, that was that's my favorite title in a long time that I've made. I just want to pat myself on the back. We also, of course, talk about the Diablo 4 directors being ousted from Blizzard. All that and more. You can find that on the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast each and every Thursday. Newest episode again right here, right now uh, on YouTube. And on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find your podcast service of choice, you can find the trophy room there. And yeah, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you, Boom. I appreciate everybody here. Appreciate everybody. It's gonna you know, real quick, Joe, Philly yeah. Eagle, good friend of the channel. He uh -oh. says the trophy room, the only yeah. legit PlayStation show left on YouTube. How do you like that apples? That's what I've been hearing. I, I, I listen. As much as I love, you know, all like all these comments, it's it's always a weird feeling. We 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 we've been getting them more and more as time goes on. Uh, of like the trophy room is the place where I can go to listen to PlayStation talk, and I always find it as a little victory. We actually talk about this on our Patreon show of having people that genuinely prefer Xbox talk about our show positively going you know yep. what this is a place i like to listen yep. and that's great because listen it's different platforms we're going to prefer different things have different opinions of course everybody to each his own uh as long as you're respectful and yeah like to, to have that that's a that's a personal win because yeah. it's like you're you know it, you're not invested in this ecosystem as much or whatever and you come here and we're not here to slander your ecosystem because we also think it's great and so it's all—it's awesome when we get those comments like that because it is—it is. It is uh, well, if we're getting people that aren't as as tuned in on PlayStation, uh, they, they're on board, they're enjoying it. Well, well, who who the people that prefer PlayStation as their one-stop shop may yeah. may absolutely love it. So yeah, we've been getting a lot of compliments like that. So thank you so much, Philly Eagle, and everybody that's tuned in. Whether you stuck around, whether it was a hit and miss, thank you. Yeah, well, thank you, brother. And Mav, obviously, you've been doing some great things on your channel. You have rocketed past the one thousand mark, and 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 well and well deserved. Uh, the crew that you have uh, that are a part of the Xbox Ultimate podcast on Friday evenings at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time is basically like a family affair. You just had your one year anniversary. Talk about that. What other shows you got going on, and where could people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, by the way, Boom, uh, thank you for popping on to that show. Oh, that was uh, one of my favorite shows that we've had in a long time. Because it was uh, just kind of looking back, you know, yeah. fun, uh, looking back at the past year. Um, and what a year it's been uh, for Xbox, for, for the channel, for our podcast and everything. Um, but yeah, I um, super appreciate you and everybody here as well. Uh, it's been awesome. But um, thank you to the chat. 
And if you want to find where we have our podcast, it's on YouTube at Fun Speculation. And it's called Xbox Ultimate. And that's on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, where we have the Magnificent Seven and we like to talk all things Xbox, as well as I have another show called Fun Pop, which is on Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. And that is finally coming back next week. Um, that is a fun show. We talk about Marvel, DC uh, movies, TV shows, and, and more. It's, it's, uh, it's a great time. And uh, I hope to see you guys there. Uh, follow on Twitter at Fun Speculation for channel updates and details. And always on YouTube, check check me out. I'm streaming all the time. I I'll probably be streaming again tonight, playing whatever. I don't make plans. I just I just I just do it. If you show up, awesome because I love hanging out with people. So I, I hope seen you, you streaming at three in the morning, Mav. I was just like, man, this man's on ball. When was it? a couple of days ago? I was really surprised. I'm, I'm probably gonna turn the camera on yeah, to help people stop by and say hello. You know, that's what it. it's what it's about. It's just fun, man. I, I don't I, I don't know. I don't. The people said, hey, you make a schedule for your stream. Like, I don't want to make a schedule for my gaming. Right. You know what I mean? So that's like, for me, it's about having the fun. And if I'm if I'm having fun uh, hanging out and I feel like, hey, why not just go live and see if anybody wants to come by and say hello and chat? And that's what it's all about because it makes it yeah, more I've, fun. I've been in your chat at least two or three times at 2 o'clock in the morning. I, I appreciate there being a chat available at 2 in the morning. It's real cool. It's going to be harder, though, man, because, you know, school started today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Today oh, school started. So last year, you know, we had the whole, like, virtual homeschooling thing. So the schedule was, like, a lot more flexible. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that affects scheduling for our channel. So we'll, we'll have to play by ear and see how it goes. Well, listen, love what you guys are doing. Appreciate you guys being here. Obviously, without you, there is no show today. And, of course, without an audience, near 300 people, there would be no show. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting Double Barrel Gaming as you have been doing. Of course, I'll close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day, it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. Also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next Tuesday on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor podcast.